Welcome to IFNZ Podcast, home of the Morty. Morty, we're on this. We're, Mort, uh, Morty, where are we at? And Morty, I don't know, Rick. You like what you hear? Check us out on our website, ifnzpodcast.com. As well as our Facebook page, facebook.com slash ifnzpodcast. Please be sure to like, subscribe, and leave a review for the show. It really helps us out. And as always, enjoy the show again. I, I don't know. When it's a night. Welcome to IFNZ Podcast, episode 89. I'm Justin. I'm Shad. I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> that was completely on accident, but um, I think it's because I listened to the edit and you say I'm Justin, and so I just went with it. My bad, but I'm glad you rolled with it. Thanks. Yeah, no problem, Justin. <laughs> um, so, uh, My, you're looking awful handsome today. Why, thank you. Is uh, that a new hairdo? It might be. And just letting it grow a little you bit. Have quite the girthy package in your jeans. <laughs> or are you just happy to see me, your cousin? <laughs> yes. All of the above. That's how I roll. Nice. That's Speaking of rolls, uh, toilet paper. Sometimes we don't have some. Sometimes we do. Sometimes the grocery stores have them. Sometimes they don't. And Sometimes in, you feel like a nut. Sometimes you don't. Um, and in those times when you don't have enough... Uh, you got to figure out ways to con- to uh, consume it less or in a more uh, appropriate amount, perhaps. So uh, today on IFNZ Podcast, we have some uh, TP use uh, tips for you. Uh, hot tips, hot tips, just a, for that hot bun. We gotta we gotta get that uh, you know we gotta get that consuming uh, down a little bit so you can uh, keep more of that paper around. Get that paper, boy. Uh, what if somebody was like Shad? I just took a hot jizz all over my chest, and I have nothing to clean it up with. How's a, how can I conserve toilet paper? Um, in that case, I would actually recommend that you get a warm washcloth. Yeah, uh, those are easy to uh, rinse and reuse, and uh, and throw in the, the washer. Warm, if it's a warm washcloth, I bet it feels good too afterwards because it, it it's like fi- a warming sensation. Yeah, and like in your chest hair, like it gets stuck. And so, like, you got it, like, the warm kind of lets it move a Mine little bit more. Mine in particular or yours? Yeah, too. yours. I don't, I have, like, ten hairs, so it's not really a big problem I for you, me. I remember the, the other day you were watching me come over Skype. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> and what, you were like, wow, it's all in your hair. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we do now. That's what we've resorted to. <laughs> <laughs> um so uh there's a lot of different ways i mean you could obviously do like i like you had said when we were discussing this um use like one square you know that's but th- that's not really realistic um yeah my finger is gonna puncture that if abs- i get a finger in there at all absolutely like one one strays apart from the strand <laughs> yes it's just gonna go right through so you don't oh, want boy. that you need a little yeah. bit of density with it mm-hmm. um i i'm a folder uh, when I when I go at it, um, there are some people that do the the uh, the gob of paper, and uh, and so I'm already on the right track. I don't know where you're at with God, but I'm on. I will say I'm more of a gob guy when there's more of a mess to clean up. <laughs> so if it's if I know it's like it just sounds like I poured out a cup, like I just peed in the <laughs> toilet, but it's from my butt. <laughs> Then I know I'm going to need a gob. Okay. But if it's a solid 
potentially no wiper. <laughs> well, I'm going for the fold. You're, okay, so you alternate. That's interesting. Yeah. I uh, I always go for the fold, um, and. Uh, and evidently, this is what you're supposed to do. At least from the pros over at Dollar Shave Club are recommending that you fold your paper uh, for to get more out of that paper. Because, I mean, I can take... I'm typically... Let me give you a little insight. Um, I, I take a roll out. I usually do like maybe six squares. And I use a tri-fold method. So it's like a... It's a double ply, a triple ply, I guess. And like a I, triangle? No. Like, you get like six squares... You rip it off, and then you you fold it over one side, two squares, and fold it over yep. two sides. So you got like a a three layer of of toilet paper. Yeah, like a like a one by two. You said I thought whenever you said like a three fold, I said I trifold. You meant like you were like a yeah, you said trifold. <laughs> I was thinking like he's folding it like 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 his chard just died, and this is his chard's flag. <laughs> And he's folding it like a like a fallen soldier. It is. Those I, are my fallen I salute you. <laughs> Those are my fallen poo soldiers. Mm. Uh, yeah. So I do that, and I can usually get you know a wipe. And the, you know the 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 one by two has the most surface area, so you get a good solid amount of wipage there. Um. And then uh, you fold it, and then you fold it again. I can usually get three wipes out of six squares. Um, on there, and maybe maybe even a fourth one, depending on how things are going for me. Uh, so yeah, that's how I do it, and we know how you do it now. So um, yeah, conserve that teepee. Uh, speaking of turds, uh, <laughs> there's a new television series. I don't know if you've heard about this. That's coming out on True TV <laughs> okay. here in just a, a just like a week or so. Actually, it's oh. called Chur- it's called Charity Works. <laughs> Okay. And it's spelled T I R D Y works. Um it's set with uh it's set in Somersville, Maine. Okay. Uh about an off-kilter entrepreneur the name of uh she's an artist. Her name is Mary uh Wickenbach and it's kind of centered around her and her family and she actually takes uh like uh bits of shit, like animal shit, uh-huh. and she puts them into like her works of art and stuff. Oh. So like wow. one is like an actual functioning clock that she makes, and then it's like moose shits that are all around <laughs> uh-huh. that are like parts of like the arm that like you know like like it would hit one o'clock and it's like a, a moose turd that's there. Oh boy. And uh that starts I think it's it's May fifth, if I'm not mistaken, on True TV. Hmm. Which makes me. This is what I said after I watched that tra- that trailer because it was on TV. Yeah, I had I had a uh, IJ on, mm-hmm. and uh, me and Mandy were watching it. Was that commercial was like right before it came back? I just turned to her and I looked at her and I was like, "How come we can't have a TV show like either me and you or me and Shad? How how is it that a lady that literally makes artwork with shit has a television show on True TV? Hold on, like it's not a sitcom." No, it's, it's a it's, it's a, a re- real it's life. A, it's a real life thing. She makes oh, this. Oh, it's reality TV. Yeah. Holy cow! I yeah, thought this was real. like a sitcom. Like, oh, no, it's a quirky no, girl no. who makes no. Poop this, art. Isn't, this isn't like Beef House or anything like that. <laughs> this is this is this is an actual reality show on True TV wow. called Charity Works. We're not being weird enough. That's the problem. Like, we're at an acceptable acceptable amount of weird at this moment. Um, so I think that's the problem. Which is why I, I feel like the IFNZ should branch into reality TV. Okay. Maybe we start posting videos of ourselves on Facebook Live just in our daily lives. Uh-huh. But 
we could also throw in like a hint of some stuff that makes it real weird. Okay. Like, what if the thing about you watching me come on my chest was real? <laughs> and we start, we start a show, we pitch it to True TV, and we're like, "This is Cousinly Lovers." Um, it could, it could be, it could air at like one in the morning on Friday nights. You know what I mean? And I like that's that's how it goes. Yes. Like I just finished, and you just see my face. That's all you see. So it keeps it, it keeps it PG thirteen. You're not seeing everything that's going on. Yeah. And then it cuts to your face, and you just go. Nice. <laughs> and then it goes to commercial. And then you see a commercial for Charity Works. <laughs> um in in uh just finishing up our, our poop talk here, uh for yeah. anybody who's not enjoying this, um I do have a lot of toilet paper still. Uh so if anybody needs some, holler at a brother, I'll mail it to you. I, I actually made it a game on the podcast uh, on the uh, on IFNC plays. I still haven't mailed it out because I didn't get his his thing. But uh, I have uh, some free rolls of toilet paper that are like individually wrapped in like paper. Oh yeah, uh huh. Um, and I've got like four or five of them. And uh, I was going to incrementally uh, during live streams. I'm going to have like a. I, I I dropped the. I don't know if you watched it all or anything like that at all. But it dropped the. Drop the stream, go to just the solo camera, and it starts the uh, the music from uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? The <laughs> oh, 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 uh-huh. oh. And then I ask uh, a trivia question of some variety, and whoever the first person is that answers gets a roll of toilet paper for free for me to mail to them. That's awesome. And uh, uh, Nick Davis actually won nice. the first one. I just haven't got his information to get it mailed to him, but... <laughs> If he wants to roll of toilet paper and he's listening to this, Nick, uh, I've got your toilet paper. I'm not holding it hostage, and I'm paying for postage to give it to you. It's so. gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I had the opportunity when uh, when we were having like the real big toilet paper shortage around here to order a box of toilet paper from work because I couldn't find some and I was about to run out of the house. Um, and it's these big like giant rolls like that you see in like the mall bathroom uh, kind of nice. thing. Uh, and it's, it's not great quality, but I ended up being able to get like normal toilet paper. So I didn't need it anymore. And I bought like a 12 pack and I still have 10 rolls of it left. Uh, and is I've been like, trying to offer it up like comically big. It's uh like a 12 inch how roll. Did, how did you, f- how did you fit that on your toilet paper spindle? Oh, I didn't use any. I gave it to people. <laughs> I haven't used any of it yet. I think you would, ima- I imagine you'd have to just like set it on the counter and do like the roll thing. And then like... They do have, I've seen, uh, like, silver stands that just, like, stand up, and it's got an arm. Oh, yeah. So if you don't have to, like, you could fit it on that. Wall, That's you could right. probably fit that on there, yeah. That's a good point. And just use it that way. Yeah. So you would just have this huge, comic, comically big roll just dangling from this metal piece. Yeah, I think it's like I a 12 I would assume it probably would or lean so. a little bit, too. <laughs> I think it's a 12-incher, but uh, no, I've been so trying to... Ron g- Jeremy. <laughs> I've been trying to give it away. Like anytime I hear anybody like, I'm like, do you anybody need toilet paper? I've been asking like my mom and dad and them. And then like friends that I see on Facebook that are looking for it. And by the time I get to them, they've already found toilet paper. Uh, so I don't know. I know that we don't need toilet paper, but if you ask Mandy, she would say yes. <laughs> not because she's like scared she's in crisis, but she just is always, and, and, and it's a good, it's a good quality to have is always, and has always been that kind of person. That's just like, Hey, we are down to like 10 rolls of toilet paper. We need another like 24 <laughs> pack of toilet paper. You never know what's going to happen. I, uh, do you think that what if like this, uh, like this uh, managing TP situation continues on 
for a long time. And then like when like, let's say Betty grows up and everything relaxes a little bit and she and then she's like wanting to go out toilet paper in houses, TP in houses. And then you're like back in the day. It was a, it was it was hard to find toilet paper and like you 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 pull out a back in the day story, honor. I will. <laughs> I'll do that too. I'll, I'll give her like a. I'll be like, hey, back in the day, whenever you were like one and a half, I was at home with you every day, <laughs> and uh, I played games and we watched Nightmare Before Christmas at least twice every day. It seems. Oh like. God. <laughs> Oh, um, do you want to get into, you got food news? No food news? I do. You got food news? Food news! I do. I don't. Do it. I, I always do, man. Uh, last week, we got the return of uh, some flaming Hot Doritos, Locos, Tacos arriving at Taco Bell. Whoa. Uh, so if you've got uh, Grubhub or any of those local delivery uh, applications, order yourself up some Taco Bell, get you that flaming Hot Doritos, Locos, Tacos. You uh, know, uh, they stopped... Um, at least ours in Carbondale start, uh, stopped serving uh, breakfast. Did it? Why? I don't know. Nobody told <laughs> me. I just went by to get breakfast one day, and they were not open, and I was like, well, shit. And uh, you know, just change the hours of operations or something like that for them? It could be. Because of it could be temporary. Or? I don't. Yeah. I, there's not a sign-up that says, like, we'll return to breakfast soon. Um, yeah. But I like their breakfast, so that was a bummer for me. I do too. I really like. They have like a steak and egg. It's like the steak quesarito type of mm. thing, but it's just like steak and egg and cheese and rice. It's really good. Gotcha. Uh, this sounds really good to me. Uh, Pringles has released a new flavor. It's Parmesan and roasted garlic. There you go. That sounds really good to me. It's like uh, a, that's that that hit shelves everywhere this week too. Like a garlic cheese bread chip. Uh, this is not a new item, which is Reese's peanut butter cookie dough to make peanut butter cookies. Yeah. Uh huh. But they have released a new twist to it. Oh, the it's got uh, Twizzlers in it. It does not. No, that would be a really clever uh, tie-in to that. But it, it's not. Uh, the The dough is actually now to where you can eat it just raw. Oh, okay. It actually, says flat on the package. It's like uh, eat raw or cook. Isn't it weird that like we've gotten into the situation now where you they have to tell you when you can eat cookie dough. Like I, we always just ate it. Right. I mean, like, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess and we survived just fine. You, you're really not supposed to because of potential like salmonella. Yeah. But people have been eating raw eggs forever though. Right. But that also is still a hazard, (laughs) but I mean, we're, we're strapping young lads and, and we ate all I'm getting at is like, also, you're probably like not supposed to like sneeze on your hand and itch your eye, but there are people <laughs> that do that all the time. Yeah, I'm I do sure. that. Yeah, and you know, I mean, they're like wash your hands afterwards because you could get something in your eye and get like pink eye from a bacterial infection. But then there are people that still do that too. So I'm real gross, and I have never gotten pink eye. Uh, yeah, and I'll flaunt that. Like, there's knock on wood because. You never know when you'll get it. I think that my, people that are too my brother cl- got pink eye, but it was like he was in his thirties when he got pink eye for the first time. Yeah, so. I think people that are too clean get pink eye. Like your brother's clean; he showers a lot. Uh, Does he? Yeah, he always look. He smells nice, and uh, and like he looks like he 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 keeps himself well. You say he smells nice, but I'm just saying like you also only see him a lot of times at holidays. Yeah, that's true. He makes sure he cleans up extra. 
uh, real nice. Yeah, that's true. Now that he doesn't smell nice, anyways, he probably does. He always just lucky, look, lucky bastard. He looks like a showerer. He looks like someone who takes showers. What do I look like? Uh, you're kind of in the middle. Like if I'm gross and he's clean, like you're you're leaning more towards clean, but maybe in the middle. When do you think I took a shower last? You got a little funk on you, but not a lot. Um, let's see. Today is Wednesday. I'm going to say you yes. took one on Monday. No, today. Oh. Uh, <laughs> when did I take a shower last? But the last Answer question the question. Is, uh, Tuesday. Sunday. Okay. I was close. <laughs> I was a couple days off. The only question left is that if you were given the chance to eat it, would you just eat the dough raw or... And and not even bother cooking them, or would you would you go halvesies? Um, I don't know if it would make it to the oven for me. Yeah, I think I'm just raw dogging it. If that's the case, I mean, part of me is like, why would I even bother buying the kind that's actually in like the package? Yeah, right. Type of thing instead of the kind that's just like the, the container of it. Like ben and Jerry's makes like their cookie dough like balls in like the freezer section. You can get now. You can just get it like the cookie yeah. dough balls cold. I don't know. Yeah, I'm into it. Like I. uh for my birthday last year, I went to a cookie dough place and uh, like hooked it up hardcore. It was so good. Like just eating like it was like safe cookie dough or whatever. I'm like, give me the raw egg. I don't care. Uh, and but yeah, it was good. I love hot. Love the cookie dough. That is hot. Uh, I have some trailers to talk about. I got trailers, too. <laughs> we got like a whole like buffet of hbo max just releasing all over us oh man so we got trailers and, for and all Pe- that and peacock uh peacock trailers i haven't seen the peacock trailers i guarantee you have at least seen one i bet tell me about it a saved by the bell reboot oh i did see it i forgot about that yeah i'm excited some, for it got some funny quips in it i like seeing uh the Lopez back in the scene. Get some AC Slater. Our, he's is he like he's just like a, a teacher there now. Is he like a PE teacher? Yeah, like I'm that? thinking he's PE teacher. Yeah, and then he's talking to uh, Zach's kid, uh-huh. and then the other person's kid. And he was just like, "Me and my best friend back in high school <laughs> used to fight over girls all the time and hooking up with whoever." And, what that was your that's your dad and your mom. I'm talking about. <laughs> It's yeah. just like, and then I would just, you know what I would do? I would just hook up with another girl. And that was your mom. <laughs> and like pointing at the other kid. And I was just like, this is probably going to be better than safe. By the yeah. <laughs> Which I'm guessing is maybe like Jesse's kid or something. I think would so. Be. Yeah. So that's awesome. Yeah. They said that it's not just Mario Lopez and uh, what's her face that are coming back. Yeah. I guess they're supposed Jesse. to have some more other, other people that are supposed to make appearances throughout. The yeah. Season. That makes sense. Like they would maybe just like a one episode kind of thing. where like, I'm going to have to talk to your parents about this. And then like we see obviously the parents who's the, the principal in there. I know it's not uh builder building, but uh uh, no, it's uh, I can't think of his name right now. I knew who it was. He's, he's in a bunch of different things. He was in like all the the uh, what's the the movie about singing? <laughs> Pitch Perfect. Uh, uh, oh, he's, uh, a, he's like one of the judges. The commentator, the one that's like with yeah. Elizabeth Banks. Yes. Okay. He's that's his name. It's it's name is like something Higgins. I want to say Gus Chiggins. No Higgins. <laughs> How come when I type in Higgins on the internet, it doesn't give me him? It gives me Higgins Portland. I just typed in Higgins as well. So. <laughs> we searched the internet the same. I want to. Who wanna is say, Higgins? Oh, Higgins is the name of uh, the dog that played Benji. 
I think it's John. Is it Steve Higgins? Jonathan Higgins? He- John Michael Higgins. <laughs> That's his name. Oh, oh, okay. Real life. Okay. For real life. Yeah. Pitch Perfect, A Mighty Wind, Best in Show, Yes Man, and now he is Principal Ronald Todman in the Saved by the Bell reboot. I forgot about Best in Show. I'd like to see that movie again. It's pretty good. That's a good movie. He's a he is a very good uh, like judge commentator type person. Yeah, because I think he does that in that show. Probably. As well too. Yeah, he'd be a good principal. That's gonna work out. Yeah, for sure. It's gonna work out well. What uh, what's another trailer you got? There, uh, have you Mr. watched the trailer for Prop Culture on Disney Plus, the new uh, show that's gonna be on there? No, it uh, follows a fella, and he is into like prop collecting from movies, and so it's kind of uh, like a history show, but for like movie props. So he's just going to like different vaults of like, oh, let's see what's going on with these movie props, and he gets like like Christopher Lloyd's in there with him, like looking at the uh, the suit. I think for the what was his name, the bad guy in Roger Rabbit, uh, Judge Doom. Yeah, I think it was like his Judge Doom costume, and they were like looking at it and checking that out, and. A bunch of like uh, Roger Rabbit stuff, Pirates of the Caribbean stuff in there that looks pretty cool. Um, Nightmare Before Christmas. I'm watching the trailer, but for whatever reason on IMDb, the subtitles are in German. Oh. (laughs) Like it's all in English and everything, but the subtitles came on. The subtitles are all German. It's throwing me (laughs) off for some reason. Uh, But it looks cool. I think it'll be a fun watch. Like it'll be one of those things that's like, oh, that's really neat. Especially like the the set list or the set list, the set pieces for uh Nightmare Before Christmas, like all the stop motion y stuff. Mm-hmm. And this uh a, just showed that. And honey, honey I shrunk the kid yep. gun. Yeah. And they do the like the the uh scorpion. Is that what it is from Honey I Shrunk the Kids? Is it a scorpion that attacks him? Maybe not a scorpion. It's an ant. I yeah, think. it's an ant. Yeah. Uh but there's some pretty cool stuff on there that I I thought uh, looked pretty neat. Oh, this is the actually like the actual snow covered yes. uh, hilltop from the cemetery mm-hmm. in Nightmare Before Christmas too. It looks really neat. When's that come out? Um, I don't know if there was a release date on it. Mm, if it is, I missed. It starts it. Friday, May first. Oh wow! Yeah. So just season a- one, episode one is Mary Poppins. Nice uh, prop culture. So that'll be what it is. Cool. Yeah, that'll be one I will definitely tune in for. Yeah, for sure. That looks really cool. Uh, also kind of, uh, that throwback stuff with the peacock, we got a, a snippet trailer for Punky Brewster. Oh yeah. I didn't watch like that. A, it's kind of like a reboot sequel ish type thing. Kind of like whenever that, what they did with a uh, girl meets world. Yeah. Like she's still so, punky and she's got a kid, yeah, it's right? Still punky. She, yeah, she's an adult and she's got a kid. And then there's like a man that's there too. Cause I a think man. she's like a, a single mother, but she's like, she's got a boyfriend kind of thing. And ah. that's, that's kind of whatever that's, uh, but that's a that's another Peacock exclusive. Looks really cool. It's just like a thirty second spot nice. for it. Um, but it's really neat. I, I didn't actually get the chance to show that to Mandy or tell her, but she grew up as a uh, a very big Punky Brewster fan. Gotcha. It's a uh, what's Peacock? Is that in June or July? Do you that's remember July? It's July. Yeah, I knew that it was a little bit further back. It's July, and then that's the one that we talked about last episode. It's like as of now. No, wait, is it that one? Yes, as of now. If you're a member on. Uh, Comscast or Xfinity. Oh yeah, something like that. That's you right. get the you get the behind the scenes beta stuff right now. If That's you have right. That. Yeah, the Xfinity. Yeah, I remember that now. And then HBO Max, they actually gave us a real release date of May twenty seventh. Yes, for their stuff, and we got uh, a bunch, a slew of trailers uh, for that. Uh, we got the 
the Looney Tunes trailer. Uh, so they're gonna I didn't see a Looney Tunes trailer yet. They're gonna do brand new Looney Tunes. Uh, they look really good. They just kind of look like polished old Looney Tunes. Like the animation style didn't change. Like it seems like every time they take a different approach to Looney Tunes, uh, they give it uh, a new animation. Like Wabbit was the last one I think that they came up yeah. with, which I really like the animation style of Wabbit. Uh, mm-hmm. but this looks like just like polished and a little bit cleaner, but I, I felt like, uh, the humor's the same as the old Looney Tunes, um, the same characters, the same shticks. Like it really feels like they were really intentionally trying to make a more, just more Looney Tunes instead of making a new show. Um, and I thought that that was really cool. Even just like the way the voice acting is done on Bugs Bunny to where like, you know, when he used to get like angry and he'd yell and like, there was like this, like, and it was totally different than his normal voice when he would yell. They did that even in one of those little, the sticks in there. And I was like, Oh cool. Like I haven't heard a Bugs Bunny yell in a long time. That's awesome. I liked that. What else do we got from the HBO max? Uh, we got the not too late show, which is Elmo's late night show. Uh, oh. I won't watch this, but it looks funny. Uh, <laughs> I'm, it's not in my demographic. I'm not a, a small child or a person with a small child. Uh, so if I'm at the point where I'm... Also, then it begs the fact that this is meant to be a late show in the first place. So <laughs> is it like is it going to be Elmo, but like potentially PG-13? No, <laughs> no. It's, it's like it's just straight up Elmo. He even says like, it's called the Not Too Late Show because my bedtime 730. Uh, uh, like that's what's up with it, but like the cast scene, the or the uh, the guests seem really cool. Like they've got all kinds of guests. They got Jimmy Fallon on there. Um, they've got um, more than Jimmy Fallon. Uh, <laughs> they got a lot of people on there. Uh, and then like Cookie Monster is the uh, the heckler guy, like the Ed McMahon kind of uh, guy on there, and uh, so. It seems really cool. They're going to have a bunch of musical guests, like Jonas Brothers are going to be on there. Um, and it's not all like safe choices. Like It seems like they've got uh, people that you wouldn't maybe necessarily expect on there. Uh, but it's not just a bunch of, oh, these are kid actors that do things, not Disney cha- just cha- Disney Channel people. Uh, but yeah, it'll be cool. If I end up watching like Sesame Street-related stuff, uh, then you'll know something's wrong with me. Uh, <laughs> uh, there's also a show called Legendary that there's mm-hmm. a trailer for, and this is like a, I guess the ballroom one, right? Yes, I guess there's like a a whole like movement of this uh, this ballroom dancing stuff that that people do. And essentially, it's split out into I think like six houses, um, and there's different like dance crews in each of those and they have to design their own costumes and they do all their choreography and they present it and everything and they said it's not just a dance show it's not just a fashion show it's like all of it all at once and uh it seems really cool like it's it's pretty hardcore i'll probably check it out when i'm when i'm into it i don't know if it's something that's necessarily up my alley but i'll give it a shot dude i'll check you out word is uh what all did we determine what all uh, DC Universe shows are coming over? I know like Doom Patrol is right. I think Doom Patrol's on there. I d- haven't seen Titans or Swamp Thing. I don't think. Okay. Um, Harley. I didn't know. I figured if they because I know later they said Doom Patrol. They was like, 
I thought they said at one point in time that if like when season two releases or whatever, that they were going to hold off on putting it on there straight away or something. Uh, okay. Like it would still kind exclusive of like, on DC universe. Yeah, like, like I think they said at one point in time in an interview that if they put Titans on there, if they get the rights to put Titans on there, it would just be season one that season two would stay on, on DC universe for now. It would almost like act as a, as a preview, like a hop off point. Like you can, yeah. you can preview this here and then you can get the, the full like, series on this thing i know that uh yeah. harley quinn the cart the animated show is going over to sci-fi soon uh mm-hmm. they're getting that's the the first uh the whole first season yeah first season think, of right? it yeah starts may i had it in my news starts may 3rd oh, okay cool yep uh other things on hbo go not hbo go hbo max uh there's a documentary called on the record uh which is uh about this uh uh a&r agent that kind of grew up, got big with like uh, Notorious B.I.G. And she, I guess, is kind of calling out and recalling her uh, experiences getting uh, kind of uh, yeah, sexually I abused remember. and everything by uh, what's his name? Uh, oh, shoot. I had it in my in my head before. Um, the Russell Simmons. Oh, OK. And uh, and kind of like kind of a documentary on the me too movement uh in the rap scene in like the early 90s and kind of i saw the, i saw like a snippet of the trailer from the lady and she was talking about going she was going through like mixtapes and was like this one's actually from biggie yeah or something like that on the thing yeah it was kind of that part was kind of cool and I, I didn't know what i was getting into when i was watching it and not that the rest of it's cool but it's it's good that they're getting it out but uh the beginning was just like her talking about how her and Biggie grew up like together and he was always wanted to be a rapper. She always wanted to be an A&R agent. And so like they grew up and got those offers to do those things and all that. Uh, but yeah, it's essentially uh, a, a recount of uh, the goings on and kind of standing up for like black women in the me too movement a little bit. Uh, so that'll be on there at launch. Uh, there's a, a kids competition show called craftopia. Uh, which I don't recommend uh, unless you're a small child or someone who really likes arts and crafts. Uh, <laughs> That's cool. I have a small child, so maybe she would like watching that. She might dig that. Uh, it's got. It looks like it's going to have a lot of glitter and a lot of uh, crafts stuff. I like mean, that. it's kind of hard to do some crafts without some glitter in there every <laughs> now and then. So, and then uh, the show that I think I liked the best out of it. Uh, but adventure time but none of these like really yell at me uh like hey gossip girl uh it's not it's not a a show that's already made it's a new show (laughs) original uh is a show called love life with anna kendrick um okay it looks like it's uh her trying to it almost seems like maybe she either was the part was written for her or they were like or she wrote it or something because it's essentially about uh (sighs) A girl. Is it a rom com? It's probably a rom com. Uh, it's a series, and she's uh, in the city, and she is kind of Whoa. dealing with dating and all that, and what? coming to terms with uh, her trying to be herself, like her quirky little self, uh, mm. and not trying to be someone else in a relationship. And I like all. I don't of her. think I've ever heard that premise for a rom com ever. <laughs> yeah. It has a good message, and a lot of them don't. Uh, no, I, I like that it's uh, essentially the message is trying to figure out how to trying to find someone who is happy with you, who you are, instead of being somebody else to be happy with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of like that sounds like reminds me of like New Girl. 
Oh, is it? Remember, like, New Girl's premise is kind of like that. Like, she's a very nerdy, weird, different girl. And whenever she moves into the apartment with the guys that she yeah. ends up living with, like the three guys, she kind of leans on them for advice as far as dating advice goes. Gotcha. They don't want to date each other. So she's kind of like leaning on them for advice and acting like different whenever she should really just be herself. And then by the time it hits like season two or three, she ends up hooking up with one of the guys in, uh, okay. in the apartment and, and he likes her for who she is. Cause he sees her every day. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Cool. And that's, I think that's all of the HBO originals that they've released trailers for. I've seen stills from other ones in like the HBO max trailer. Uh, mm-hmm. but none of them have had like, maybe they're not released at on release date shows. So, um, Yeah. Cool. Kind of keeping in the HBO wheelhouse, they had a a trailer that came out for Perry Mason. What? Yeah, they're doing a new actual like Perry Mason series. It seems like it takes place in like the 30s or 40s, maybe. Okay. It's very uh, filmed in war detective-y type thing. Uh, It kind of starts off where it's like him being unsure of himself, being this like detective slash lawyer Mm -hmm. type of a character and uh, talking to this guy that's a cop and they're trying to set him up for this like big spree of murders, like a serial killer type of thing. Ah. And he, they said like, you know, like why don't you just get the police to do this? And they're like, because the police wouldn't be able to do what they need to do. Huh? You know, you're the right man for the job kind of a thing. Uh, it seems really cool. Kind of seems like it might be up my alley. I, I definitely want to check it out. It looks like it comes out June 21st. So, Summer HBO show. I guess we'll be able to see it on uh, on Max once it's released and whatnot. Yeah. So that'll be a really cool too. Cool. Yeah, I'm getting excited for this uh, this HBO Max. I mean, I I was kind of in the in the in the bucket. I don't know if that's the word. I was in the bag for it. That's what I meant to say. Um, for just like at least checking it out. You know, uh, after Watchmen wrapped up, I was like, oh, I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna go and watch all of Watchmen. Uh, but I'll wait until HBO Max comes about. So right. I'm I'm pumped for the fact that it's getting close to that time. And uh, check out the re- I'm gonna check out Watchmen. I still haven't got to watch it. And then I honestly think maybe you should palm uh, for yourself. Like at least watch like the first maybe like three to four episodes to kind of feel the waters out for a Game of Thrones and see if you like. I it. I can't do it. I watched the first episode when it was like newer and I was just no interest whatsoever. Right. That's why I said three or four. I can't. I don't. I don't want to. Okay. I don't want to do it. I just there's there's something about like the 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 uh, that time frame that I used to think was really cool. But, like, I have no interest, like, when I read comics and if there's a story that takes place during that time, like, I'm just tuned out from it. Like, that medieval time uh, is just, for some reason, just doesn't grab me, and I don't know why. Yeah. It's really odd, though, too, because, like, high fantasy used to be such a big part of, like, that, you know, like, Lord of the Rings and stuff like that, too. Uh, I've also got uh, another another Peacock series that will be coming down the pike. They're going to do a... I don't know if it's like a, a movie or a mini series. I didn't really explain it in the trailer. Gotcha. And I didn't see what it was listed, but it's a, a sequel to Psych, the TV series. Oh. 
and they made a movie uh, after they've wrapped the the series proper. Yeah. This this is I think it's like a, a limited like a, like an hour and a half long movie. There was a, I remember them they had announced a second movie at some point, mm-hmm. so I bet this is probably yeah that makes sense. Uh, it's called Psych Two: Lassie Come Home. <laughs> I don't know. I don't get that reference, but I'm sure that there is a psych reference within that. Did you watch the psych? But, uh, I've watched the first uh, two or three seasons. It's a really fun show. Okay, I, I, I recommend it. It's it's just a goofy comedy. You know, the one guy is pretending to be a psychic, but he's just like a very analytical person. Mm-hmm. So he sees a lot of things that the cop character really can't see. So that's where it kind of comes into just a buddy cop comedy. Gotcha. But it's it's a pretty fun time. Cool. And he just pretends to be a psychic the entire time and gets paid by them to basically be a con artist at just being good at seeing shit. Huh. Uh, what you got? Um, we on news? Are we on trailers still? I have, I have a couple more trailers. Go ahead and let, let the rest of the trailers go. I don't have any more. I thought maybe you had another trailer. I'm sorry. No, you're okay. Uh, we'll just wrap it up. I was gonna I was <laughs> gonna mention the uh, the uh, the Mandalorian two season two trailer. Oh. With teen with teen Yoda, uh, so check that out, guys. You uh, you got me again because I was like, really? There's a, and then I forgot that you had already told me that it was fake. Yeah. It is fake, but I meant just everybody can check it out. It's it's funny. Go it came it. out on 420, so it's uh, it's uh, it's teen Yoda smoking a blunt in the back of the the uh, the Razor Crest, <laughs> and and it's pretty good time. Nice. Uh, the last trailer that I saw is called The Wrong Missy. Huh. It's a Netflix original movie starring David Spade and Lauren Lapkus. Missy is the name of a woman that David Spade meets that's like his dream girl. And he's been out of the love life for a long time. He's been divorced. And he's uh, he meets this like really pretty blonde lady. And she's showing interest in him. And they kind of go on a first date by accident. Um, but they ended up really liking each other. And... Uh, he has this company trip that he's going to Hawaii for, and the his friend that's like uh, telling him like, dude, you know, you need to invite her. So like, this could be our second date. You know, we'll we'll go out. So he texts Missy, and she's like, hey, want to go out on our second date with me to Hawaii? And she's like, of course. And and they they end up going to to Hawaii, and they meet up uh, uh, in the airport. And he accidentally texts a Missy, which is another girl, which is the wrong Missy. Ah, I see that. Uh, okay. And this girl, played by Lauren Lapkus, is uh, just a really weird, loud person that he had an, a horrible first like blind date with that he did not like or call back ever at all. She gave him a number. She she says shit like, oh, it's okay, it's okay, I love you. And like loves on him like the entire first thing. So they're basically stuck on this trip to Hawaii together for his like work conference. <laughs> and uh, it's about them kind of growing together and getting to know each other in that sense where they can't get away from each other. Nice. And uh, it seems pretty like a fun time. It all like I I don't know if it is a Happy Madison production type of thing, but it seems seems like, like very Happy Madison. Like it, it's got like not just David Spade, but like uh, uh, what's his face? I can't think of his name right now. <laughs> Mel Gigolo. What's his name? Oh, uh, Rob Schneider. Yeah, that one. Yeah, he's in it. And <laughs> a bunch of other people that you would see in those movies. I'm glad that you remember because I was going to go Deuce Bigelow. Yes, and then I w- yeah, that is true. <laughs> now I'm on news. Oh, good. 
Awesome. Uh, hey, remember when I said uh, I guaranteed this is uh, what and our curse is back or whatever you want to call it. Um, when I was like, I guarantee Back to the Future going to be on HBO Go or HBO Max. I keep saying HBO Go. HBO Max when it launches, guarantee last week. Um, and then they announced this week the Back to the Future 1 and 2 will be on Netflix in May. Um, so if you're looking to watch those movies, they're going to be on Netflix. So they're probably not going to be on HBO Max when it, re- when it launches. I don't know. I wonder if that means that... Maybe it, I, I don't know. Is there rules against it being on both places? Um, I would just think that I'm my. This is just a guess that uh, that Amazon, not Amazon, Netflix would uh, if they were going to sign new agreements for properties, they would try not to have the same thing as a brand new competitor, and maybe they would try to get exclusive rights at least for a little bit. For sure. it. that would be my guess, but that's just that's just me going down my own little rabbit hole there. Actually, I saw that because I saved a list of all the new movies that were coming to Netflix. Oh, yeah. I didn't know how how long we were all going to be stuck inside, so I saved a big old list. I saw like <laughs> Back to the Future one, two's on going to be on there. They're adding Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, bunch bunch of different movies. Yeah, right on. Right, bunch of new originals and stuff like that too. For sure. Uh, let's see. Uh, Microsoft trademarked the logo for the Xbox Series X. It's actually just the word uh, "series." All caps uh, vertically. Mm-hmm. And then we've got a partially faded out X next to it big. Ah. But whenever the thing of it was, not necessarily the logo. I mean, I wasn't like, ooh, you know, <laughs> at the logo of it. Uh, the thing of it was uh, that when they did this patent for this logo and desires, they only actually patented Series X. They did not patent Microsoft Xbox Series X, like the whole full shebang bang ah, mm-hmm. Which led people to speculate because this happened before with uh, with the 360 and other iterations of the Xbox One as well uh, that they had only patented certain parts of like the logo and for like the Xbox One and stuff like that because they were thinking they might change certain things down the road. Ah. The speculation is that the people are thinking that it could leave it open on purpose at the possibility of multiple versions of this console coming out in the future. Oh, I see. I gotcha. So maybe we'll get like an Xbox Series, you know, W or whatever. Like they they might continue with that letter naming. Yeah. I gotcha. I gotcha. Um, Speaking of HBO Max news, I forgot uh, about what I was going to throw it in while we were talking about it. Uh, J.J. Abrams has been set to run uh, some new HBO Max shows, a Justice League Dark HBO Max TV series, a a Shining spinoff TV series, and then a series called Duster that I'm not familiar with. I don't know if I'm supposed to be familiar with it. It looks like it's co-written by uh, by J.J. as well as with uh, LaToya Morgan, uh, who's worked on The Walking Dead, it uh, looks like, um, and was conceived by uh, LaToya. So uh, it is set in the 1970s Southwest and re- revolves around the life of a gusty getaway Oh, a gusty getaway driver from a growing crime syndicate who goes from awful to wildly, stupidly, dangerously awful. Um, so I guess not. It's not a a property that already existed, but that's a new thing. Overlook is going to be the spinoff uh, from The Shining, so it looks like it's going to revolve around uh, the hotel itself. Which I love that idea. I'm all about that. Yeah, I was looking. The article says that it's uh, Overlook is very reminiscent of A&E's Bates Motel. Perfect. That's kind of like that kind of aesthetic to it, I guess. Yeah, just kind of building that world before we see it 
and how that became a thing. I, I like that. Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm super excited. Obviously, JJ's gonna have uh, he's he's got a he's got good hands. Let's just say that his hands are nice and they tend to uh, take care of things. He's got them good hands. He's got good good hands. Uh, speaking of good hands, how about some hands up some puppets with Fraggle Rock? Rock on! Yeah, announced for Apple TV. Uh, first episode is actually out now. What came out really on, came, came out on Tuesday? Holy shit! Uh, it's out now and available for viewing. Show is a, a kind of like I guess a miniature reboot of sorts. Like it's to, starting to get like it lets people like new characters or new kids to get kind of familiar yeah. with the existing characters and stuff. Cool. Um, and there are many episodes. They're not like full on like 22 minute episodes like they're not long at all they're for people uh, with short attention spans i love that because i exactly. also have that episodically bro ah. uh, uh new mini episodes will arrive every tuesday cool Tuesday is the date for its launch and uh yeah that's that well i did not realize that it was already out i will be checking that out uh and we'll let you know about it next week for sure i'm all what you got bro? i'm all for it um so just a just a little bit of acquisition news uh fandango has actually bought voodoo from walmart uh they've uh said that it isn't gonna affect anything it looks like they're just gonna keep the voodoo app and the voodoo libraries everything the same currently um but i would be curious to see how long that exists because fandango obviously has its own uh, has its own app as well. So why wouldn't you merge the two together? Um, that hopefully is a good thing because Fandango is obviously in the entertainment business. Uh, whereas I've always been worried. I've got a lot of movies in the voodoo library. And oh, I was going to, I was going to say, I would guarantee that not only with the merger happening, that they're probably smart enough to know that like transferring system stuff over from servers to server is probably going to be pretty seamless for them to yeah. where you won't it won't fuck up your stuff based on that. Absolutely, yeah. Even if they merged the app and they were just like, "Hey, here's Fandango Plus or yes. whatever it is yeah. now called because we have all this shit on here." You automatically are like now a subscriber or now a member of Fandango Plus, all your movies from Voodoo are here and you can now utilize all the stuff from Fandango too huh. or something yeah, like that. Exactly, you know yeah, exactly. I mean? Yeah. Uh and I get I didn't know this. Um uh, which may be a whole scheme of things that happen together. Fandango is actually owned by NBC Universal, so uh, and they've got the their app coming out. Obviously, the Peacock uh, is, and so I wonder if we'll see for the first time that I know of your actually purchase library and your streaming library together in one app. Like if you were able to have like I can go to. I can go to my Peacock app and I can see live TV. I can see on-demand stuff and I can have my video library all at once. Now you're talking about something that nobody else has done. That would be crazy cool. Yeah, we've had streaming and library before with Google's uh, Google's movie and TVs because I know I have stuff that I've purchased on there that I can download or utilize or anything like that that just stays on there. Yeah. Or you can take your movies that you've purchased and put that code and store them on there and you can stream and rent movies and stuff like that on there as well. Um, but, but those no, are they, things, they don't have they don't have like live TV or anything to offer well, and that's as well. So all only things that you own or rent. Like I'm talking about like the fact that the Peacock will have things that you just pay for in your monthly subscription, your on demand yeah. stuff, and that's never even happened, let alone live TV. So like the combo of those three things together, that would be uh, that'd be pretty crazy. That'd be like Netflix teaming up with Google. Uh, so you can merge your Google library and have Netflix. So you can be like either like 
if uh, if Back to the Future comes off Netflix on in June, but I own Back to the Future already, I can still watch it on Netflix. Like that would be wild. Um, but maybe that's where we're going. Maybe that's where everything's taking us. Um, I'm I'm trusting that my Voodoo account will be in good hands with Fandango. Um, so. I don't know. I didn't think that it would be in bad hands with Walmart. I feel like somehow it would be in better hands with Fandango, though. Yeah. That's like that's their focal point. Exactly. It's like all that. So maybe they'll they'll treat it even better than what you were hoping. My thought was always with Walmart that if things got shitty, they would just go, well, what's this corner of the world over here that nobody's really paying attention to? Uh, Let's just scrap that. Like kind of like where we what we've heard about the potential of. DC Comics in under the umbrella of AT&T is like they're going, "Oh, what's that loss leader over there that's not making us any money with DC Comics? Mm, maybe we won't do anything with that." Like when it becomes not your focal point, it's easy to just forget about it. So, uh and we've seen that with other companies like it just they're like, "I don't even know why we kept this app around, so we just got rid of it because it didn't really fit with our business model." So, the fact that Voodoo is now belonging to Fandango and that's all they care about is movie streaming cool i'm down with that yeah uh like hey shad (laughs) yeah the new scoop movie is getting skipped in the theatrical release altogether and it's heading straight to digital starting may 15th oh no (laughs) that's a good scoop (laughs) (laughs) oh no (laughs) oh that yeah that's cool that uh, that'll work you said may 15th yeah um, I, for some I reason, like is, I feel like this is going to be better for this movie. Absolutely. Well, here's the, you're exactly right. Cause here's my thought for some reason. I'm like, I'd watch that movie now. I was never going to go to the theaters to go see this movie. Cause it did not look yeah. enticing, but now I'm like, I could watch it at home. Yeah. I might spend that money for it. Yeah. Which also led us down this rabbit hole of, uh, of movies that I had found, uh, that have been delayed since, uh, uh the trying times incident of 2020. Uh, Fast Furious 9 has been pushed back an entire year yep. with an April 20, uh, 2021 release. Uh, no Time to Die is not coming out until November 2020 now. Mulan uh, has been indefinitely delayed yep. uh, to from its original release and now has been given a new release of July 24th, it looks like. I didn't know that. It was July 24th. Oh. Uh, Quiet Place Part 2 has been delayed for September 4th, The Lovebirds, which is that, uh, what's his name? Kamel Nanjani, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like a comedy, romantic His rom-com, yeah. Thing. Yeah. Uh, it's supposed to come out April 3rd, but now it's coming out May 22nd. It's not a huge delay there for that one. No. New Mutants getting delayed for the 40th time. <laughs> uh, says, looking for a new potential 2020 date to be announced at a later date, but there's no, like, for sure yet still. They just need to just call it what it is and just release that thing on Hulu, don't they? Uh, yeah, on Hulu or, I mean, yeah, it would have to be Hulu. I was yeah. going to say, or Disney Plus, and I was like, no, nah, that's not Disney Plus material. No, not quite. Uh, Antlers got pulled from April 17th and has no new release dates. Yeah. That one might be a, uh, a better home release too. I think so. Yeah, for sure. Everybody wants a little scary movie. I, in their I home. was going to say, I would be more apt to check it out if it was either available for rent or I mean, fuck just let like give it, give the opportunity to like Netflix to buy it up or something like yeah, that. And just put it, sell it, it to market it as like an original movie or something. Yeah, that's true. Uh, looks like a lot of, uh, 
Disney and MCU properties are getting put, pushed back as well. Yeah. Eternals is now February 12th, 2021. Uh, Shang-Chi is now May 7th, 2021. Uh, and then several of the other ones have been put back to 2022 now, it looks like. Gotcha. Um, Spiral, the Saw movie that yeah. was supposed to come out May 15th, is now has no new release date yet. If I was to guess, I was going to say that it would be probably a better bet for them anyways if they just waited until October. We kind of talked about that before. Absolutely, yeah. I'm all down for a scary movie during October. Let's rapid fire these bitches. SpongeBob movie, Antebellum, Minions Rise of Crew, Troll World Tour is on this list, but it's already out digital. Pixar's uh, Soul uh, is now pushed back to November. Infinite, which is uh, a Mark Wahlberg movie. I don't know. <laughs> Looks like Mark Wahlberg and uh, Chikala, or whatever his name is. Oh, T'Challa. What is it? Uh, Ch- Chiwel- Chadwick Boseman. Nope, it's not even him. I lied. Oh. <laughs> it's a different guy. Oh, gosh. Scrap it. It looked like him from the side. I just saw, I scrolled down and I saw the name afterwards. <laughs> Wonder Woman, Top Gun Maverick. Uh, that's your, your Christmas mom movie. Yes. Uh, and that that's there's that's just naming a few. I mean, we could uh, probably Ghost, Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters got pushed back to March next year. Now it is not even going to come out this summer. We could say that most movies, if not all movies, are getting somewhat pushed back. Uh, that are going to be out and may even be pushed back even further. I mean, they they set these dates, but that doesn't necessarily mean that that's the final date that they'll rest on. Uh, one yeah. movie that's not getting pushed back anymore, but is coming to the Disney Plus we've talked about before we would get an actual release date for it is Artemis Fowl. Um, it's going to be coming out on Disney Plus June 12th now, uh, which is weird because this was a May release date uh, and now it's a, a June home date. So they pushed it back just to release it at home, I guess. That's awesome. So look, I'm, I'm totally fine with that because I honestly was going to probably... Uh, the movie looks intriguing to me, but it didn't seem like a movie that I was wanting to hop into the theaters to go see. Really? Oh, I was because paying I've, cash money for this, so the fact that I get I've, it for I've free never, is weird. I, I never read it, and I never really cared too much about. Of course, it. yeah. It always looked cool to me because it also came around that same window of like Lemony Snickets, so yeah, it had that kind of samey vibe to me. Um, not that's the same thing, but you know what I mean. Uh, but I, I never really clung to that one so much so it's probably going to wait not until disney plus but at least for it to be available for rent but yeah yeah for sure. coming for free for us basically is is definitely awesome it's a wild uh, speaking of disney plus uh the new female-led star wars series in the works at disney plus now that yes yep uh russian doll crow creator uh leslie headland right okay i i don't know leslie headland i think is her name uh, sources stated that it will be an all-female-centric series that takes place in a different part of the Star Wars timeline than all other projects. Awesome. Cool. Uh, it says that Hedlund's reportedly attached as the showrunner and writer on the series. Nice. Hopefully, yeah. uh, maybe it's a... Uh, I would like to see... Let's say, what do you want? where do you want to see this to take place in? What time where do frame? I want to see it to place... Well, we, we know that like New Republic stuff... That's that's is that for sure happening? It's right, High Republic. Yeah, it's happening. Now. High Republic happening in the fall so, is I mean, when we'll we've get already our first. got. We've already got like prequel kind of things working, or like before yeah. prequel stuff already working with that. You know, it's taking place back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't really want anything that far back. Yeah, it'd be really neat to see something that took place in the far future, kind of like uh, like Legacy. Yeah, like that comic series would be kind of neat. 
uh, doesn't have to be crazy far and they, far, and they don't have to be tied to uh, the Skywalkers in any way, yeah. shape, or form. But it would be neat to say see something that takes place like well after New Republic has already like died off and all of these mm-hmm. things. Like what kind of happens after everything is said and done past what we already have seen in the farthest timeline bit, which would be episode nine. Yeah. Or is it right in front of our faces? And it's a little movie that takes place in between empire strikes or it's a TV show that takes place in between empire strikes back and return of the Jedi called shadows of the empire. Uh, I don't think so. You don't think, Oh, I was just like, no, not if it's not, especially if it's all female led. Why? You could, you could rewrite that a little bit. Oh yeah, they could absolutely rewrite it and have Dash be, yeah, the lady. But I mean, at the same time, I don't think that they would skimp out if they were really going to try to do it. I think they would try to make it Dash because Dash doesn't exist in this world. So you could totally do uh, uh, a a a Dash. Dash could be a girl's name. <laughs> you call it Dasha. And Dash could be. You could her still rock is, a Dash. Her name is Dasha Rindar, but they call her Dash for short. Yeah, I mean, because our ship's so fast. Oh god. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he could totally, they could totally be a dash, a girl dash. Uh, and then uh, he, did he not have a, a, a partner in that? Some sort of, did he have a, not a co-pilot, but like, was there a lady that was helping him with something? No. no? Uh, and then no, did Shizor she had, a, had a lady robot that was kind of his uh, his sidekick? Uh, Yes. Okay. That part he had I a got lady right. robot, and he had a really big robot too. Okay. That was like called like the Executioner, or some shit. That was like a really big, heavy mech that Dash had to fight. I gotcha. I gotcha. Whenever he got to castle, the Zizir's castle. I was trying to think of uh, like gaps anywhere, and like maybe they're not as big of gaps as like after sagas or before sagas or even between sagas. Maybe they're just in between movies, like. What could happen? We already see like Clone Wars is obviously in between. Uh, you know, maybe there needs to be some more love uh, for the what happens in that big gap between Episode One and Episode Two. Maybe there's uh, something that I mean, the Naboo yeah, are very I mean, female led, so you could have like a, a. There are big gaps of time, but the thing of it was, and that's what made me really like why I always kind of drive more so to me personally with being more interested in what happens in the very far past before the prequels and what happens in the far future afterwards was that it was always cool to me that it's not something that is loosely quote unquote tied around a Skywalker time. Oh, sure. Yeah. Even though it necessarily has nothing to do Absolutely, with it. Absolutely. Yeah. We're still saying like, Hey, this takes place in between this episode and this episode. I Meaning gotcha. that like, Hey, this is still obviously like largely important because this is what we know. I'm following but at yeah. the same time. I'm just like, Far past, far future, we're not even like close to touching where Palpatine even exists at that point in time, kind of a thing, or any of the Skywalkers. Yeah, that even you know, I mean, in the far future, could be like, oh yeah, that guy's that dude's uh, Ray Skywalker's son, or some shit like that, you know. And then it could be like, oh, blah, 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 you know, and do like a subtle nod and be kind of cool. But I don't really want anything that's tied to it, just because I feel like we've had the bookend, and I kind of want it to be done. <laughs> yeah, that's true. This but I get I get exactly what you're saying. There are very large swaths of like years, like you know, you think between one and two. That was like a what, like a ten year gap. Uh, yeah, pretty close. I would think. I would think it would have, don't to have be. a ton of stuff that's in there because the Clone Wars hadn't started then. Yeah, yeah. It was basically all that period of time when Anakin was starting to train. Yeah, and there wasn't really anything else going on except for 
the Trade Federation mm-hmm. wars were still kind of going on, I guess, technically. Yeah. Yeah. You don't really know about the Trade Federation because that was so exciting. So maybe they need to make a TV show about it. Uh, yeah. All female led Trade Federation wars with fish people. I mean, yeah. Not fish people, but the the uh, Asian stereotype aliens. The, uh, the, uh, <laughs> but the, like the Naboo, like rebuild uh, with Amadala essentially becoming a, like, kind of falling into herself a little bit more it's after like, episode like, one like property brothers but with uh with naboo yeah they got a remodel but like then you get a chance to let jar jar shine a little bit i think we need we need some redemption for jar jar so like senator jar jar and how he kind of gets into that role um mm-hmm. and kind of represents and then you have the the female-led uh like all of the people the the ladies that are with queen amidala what about a movie that revives of revolves completely about this around this Republic Senate and trials and stuff like that? And it's like a, it's like a Law and Order esque, but all in the Star Star Wars universe. That's the only time I'll watch like a Law and Order thing because I'll be like, maybe they'll say lightsaber because like like Law and Order SVU is all like Mariska Hargantay is like she is a, that is a female led. Uh, Law and Order esque show. So I mean, what if we did that? But it's like all in the High Republic. You get to see the floating, levitating things. Yeah, like Jar Jar's there, and he's kind of like Misa the Judge. <laughs> yeah, it could be. This is bad. I have no more news. <laughs> um, okay, so DC. Uh, we know they're kind of struggling. They're a struggling comic book company these days. A um, couple of weird uh, or different choices they're making recently. Uh, one is that um, Diamond is not distributing comic books. We know that we talked about it a little bit ago. Uh, but they are moving forward with uh, dist- distribution. There are a couple of smaller comic book companies uh, or comic book distribution companies that are actually going to uh, be distributing the DC Comics instead of Diamond right now because Diamond shut down there saying we don't have the people to do it. We're not doing it. Um, and DC's like, no, we're gonna we're gonna make this happen. So. Mm. They're they're trying. So when you say DC, do you mean the District of Columbia? Yes, the the District of Columbia comic books are going to be releasing. Uh, okay. uh, but in also going along with that, so that's going on. Uh, there's also this uh, the DC Starter Pack uh, is available uh, that you can get on uh, Comicsology right now, which is kind of a uh, cool little thing. It's uh, up to ninety percent off of any of your DC graphic novels. So if you're into that kind of thing, uh, they've got some pretty good deals. I mean, they're not much better than they normally are, but it's more across the way. So like you can get a lot of first volumes for like five bucks. So if there's anything you've been wanting to get into, uh, now's the time to do that. Your back issues, instead of being a couple of bucks are now 84 cents. I mean, even like this uh, Adam Strange and uh, Future Quest team up for the Hanna Barbera thing is normally a four ninety nine book. It's eighty four cents right now. Um, so there's some pretty uh, pretty hardcore deals going on uh, that you shouldn't miss if you've been wanting to get into a DC book or even a Vertigo title. They've got American Vampire on here. It looks like uh, probably have some Sandman stuff. Um, anything along that's what I'm doing right now with my my spare reading time. I'm uh catching up on some Sandman, just kind of checking all of that out again, I'm loving it. It's been it's a, a great venture. Uh, so if you want some DC and you either a don't have means to get to a comic book shop or b don't want to buy a physical, go on Comicsology right now. They've got uh, a crazy sale that uh 
is actually ending the day that this comes out. It ends on the 27th. So if you're hearing this on day release, go check it out up to 90% off of books. Uh, so that's pretty cool. And uh, the last piece of DC news uh, is that they are going to be increasing their digital first comic releases. So this is something I am very pro. I love DC's digital first. Um, it's something that I always uh, check out and look forward to. Uh, the Currently, they have the Adventure Continues, the Batman animated series uh, series that's going digital. Uh, they come out once a month still, but they're 99 cents. Uh, which is cool. That's a nice price point to try out a book. You don't get that opportunity with new stories necessarily. You usually got to mm-hmm. fork out four or five bucks in order to try something. And it's, I think the the books have been coming in at about, it seems like 18 pages, 20 pages. So a little bit less than a normal comic book. Uh, but what they'll do, they're not, I don't think, I don't feel like they're hurting the physical market that much because the physical market is kind of its own beast. Uh, but what they'll do and what they typically do with their digital first is in their name, digital first, uh, they will go through and these will be packaged up and put in print to where the physical buyer who likes their floppies can go and buy that as well. And you can get the full story, uh, whereas we get them in chapters is how they kind of treat it on the digital side. Um, they're mo- I like that you call them floppies. That's how they. That's what they call them. That's how they can do it in the biz. Uh, I know. I like it though. <laughs> uh, and then uh, we've seen this before. They did like the Injustice Gods Among Us was all a digital first book. Uh, the DC uh, Comics Bombshell was. There was my personal favorite was a series. Uh, the uh, Batman Beyond 2.0. Uh, and then they did a Justice League Beyond uh, 2.0 and a Superman Beyond. Uh, and they were all just like ongoing weekly or uh, monthlies that were 99 cents that were really good stories um, and all kind of drawn in the same vein as like the uh, the animated series were. So I really liked all those stories. And it looks like they're going to they're going to do this again. They're going to keep leaning on this this model which is great because they're probably gonna they're probably overcharging me 99 cents for what they're giving me but i love it i'm paying for it whatever um and then they get to turn around and sell it in a physical form later and people will buy it there uh looks like we're gonna get uh superman the man of tomorrow which i think this is the uh the in the the walmart comics the five dollar ones i think this is the original story that was in there so they're releasing just that original story like that eight pager or whatever it was um in these so i think that's what batman uh, the or man of tomorrow was i might be wrong uh and then gotham knights uh which is a batman story uh looks like they're gonna do a wonder woman one an aquaman one a flash swamp thing uh dc superhero girls uh and yeah those are all um like i said i think that these are repurposed from the if you already bought the five dollar uh, were they five or ten? Five dollar, yeah. The five dollar Walmart books, uh, the Giants. Then you probably already have these stories. But if you didn't, and you were like, "Oh, I really would like to read those," this might be a different way that you can get a hold of it. Um, so cool. th- those are going to be coming out. Uh, uh, go ahead. I did find uh, something that I I meant wanted to talk about, uh, but I totally forgot about it, and I clicked on it again. Uh, I didn't add it in my notes. That's why I was. Oh, goodness. Uh, We've been talking about the Humble Bundles these last few times. There's a couple of different ones up. One that'll end uh, the day this releases on Monday. uh, After it hits midnight, it'll be gone. Um, That's a pretty decent one. That's that's probably my favorite of the two. It's a 2K's game together, Humble Bundle. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, games in it include uh, if you pay the dollar to unlock, you'll get Darkness 2, which is a really uh, a really fun first-person shooter. Obviously, they have the comic book series that's based yeah. around, um, which is a really cool, unique comic as well. Um, Sid Meier's Pirates, which is arguably the best pirate-based video game that has ever released. Uh, Carnival Games VR, don't really know much about it. I remember seeing Carnival Games from like the Wii like era yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you're talking it about has that has that kind of like art style to it, but I guess this one's like a VR uh, Steam VR type title. Hmm. Um, and then also in the one dollar bundle, which is probably my favorite out of all of them, is Spec Ops: The Line. This is a first person shooter game, um, but it is it was really brushed over whenever it released on uh, PS3 and Xbox 360 okay. and PC. But uh, this honestly has, as far as like first person shooter goes, and the kind of like military based type thing goes has like probably one of the best storylines to that kind of game that I've ever played. And it's it's even if you don't like those kind of games, the storyline is interesting and cool enough that it's worth playing. And it's cheap enough too. You only you're you're paying a buck and you're unlocking those four games already. Cool. Uh 1466 uh you unlock uh The Golf Club 2019 oh. featuring featuring PGA Tour. <laughs> Uh, Sid Meier's Civilization 3 Complete, uh, NBA 2K Playgrounds 2, which is kind of like a uh, NBA Jam-esque type game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then also the Bioshock Collection, which gets you all three Bioshock games, uh, HD and remastered. Cool. Uh, and then if you pay 20 bucks, you get all the other stuff listed before, plus NBA 2K20, which is the latest NBA t- uh, 2K title to be out. Uh, WW uh, 2K20. The wrestling game, uh, XCOM Enemy Unknown, which is a really cool, uh, like kind of strategy based game. Uh, and then you get uh, Borderlands Game of the Year Enhanced Edition, which is a, a HD remaster of the first Borderlands Game of the Year Edition. And then the Borderlands Hanton Collection, which has, I think, Borderlands 2 in it. Uh, I think it even has the, uh, the one that uh, Telltale made as well, too. Uh, that Borderlands, like the uh, Tales of Borderlands mm-hmm. or whatever it's called, and then the uh, the pre sequel uh, game is in that as well. Nice. Uh, and then there's a Square Enix collection too that is on there. Uh, that that lasts longer, but it's more of Square Enix's like indie titles. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's got like Oh My God Heads, which is like a really cool, quirky uh, multiplayer indie game. Uh, Octahedron, uh, Deadbeat Heroes, and Gotisha, which is all uh, one dollar, and then. Uh, some of the more top tier ones would be uh, there's a Fear Effect sequel called Fear Fear Effect uh, Sedina, uh, another indie title uh, title called Forgotten Anne, uh, the Turning Test, which is also available on uh, Game Pass right now. It's a really fun title. It's a uh, very Portal esque in a way. Cool. Uh, and then the biggest one, which is the ten dollar or more to unlock, uh, gets you Tokyo Dark, Boundless, Children of Zodarix, and uh, Battalion 1944. Nice. And uh, like I said, more of like Square's kind of off shots, uh, indie titles and stuff, but all solid games too. But that 2K bundle, if anybody wants to get that, that's even if you're just paying a buck, you're getting like out of those four games, three of them are top notch shit. Cool. And my uh, my final news of the night uh, is uh, we now have the Kevin Smith Club. Uh, the That Kevin Smith Club uh, was something that was just announced on 420. Uh, and uh, it is a, a membership to access a bunch of Kevin Smith stuff. It's the Smodcast Audio Archive. 
Uh, there's a, a screening room, which is a, a bunch of videos and things like that, as well as a Discord community and things like that. Uh, there's four tiers to it. It's kind of set up like a Patreon. Uh, you get the clerk, which is the $5 a month. You get three ad-free audio podcasts, um, three weekly ad-free audio podcasts, sorry. Um, it looks like they're going to be bringing back uh, Plus One. Uh, it'll be Plus One 2020. Uh, there's going to be a uh, Kevin, uh, what's it called? Silent Bob Speaks, I think, or something along those lines. And then a third one that I don't know if they've announced the name of it. It may be a rotating uh, title there. Uh, you get full access to the Smodcast Archive, like I had uh, announced. There's some stuff that's getting added as they go. Um, like I know Hollywood Babylon isn't on there quite yet. Uh, and then access to the That Kevin Smith Discord community, which is going to be kind of like their new View Askew message board is kind of what they're shooting for there. Uh, that's the $5 tier. The Mall Rats, the $10, you get all that stuff, plus uh, access to the Smithstonian uh, screening room, which is a bunch of archived videos uh, and things along that, as well as uh, like at launch, there was a full-length documentary on the making of uh, Jay and Silent Bob Reboot. So that was pretty it says cool. that you can also have access to watch uh, Wake and Bake with Silent Bob. And Wake and Bake, yeah. Wake and Bake's mm-hmm. on there. It's a three days a week uh, show that he kind of wakes up, smokes a joint, and kind of just has it. It's like a 15-minute show. That's uh, cool. And then the $15, the fun employee, you get all that stuff, plus you get four exclusive pins quarterly on there. So like a like cloisonne-type uh, pin kind of thing going on there. Um, and then the top tier, which is the yoga hoser is $30 a month. You get all of that. Plus you get, um, exclusive mini scripts. Uh, so you get a different script every three months. Uh, and looks like the first one's going to be the second draft of clerks. Uh, and it's going to have like all the notes from like Kevin and Mosier on there, uh, kind of like edits to the script. So pretty cool little thing. I am currently at Mallrat status. Um, and have my, I've been, I started listening to Smodcast from the beginning and plus one, uh, from the beginning right now. That's kind of what I'm doing there. And then I've been going through and watching the movies, uh, not movies, the, uh, the archive of videos and stuff like that. There were a bunch of stuff, uh, like a, a video series that they did, uh, during, uh, Jane saw Bob strike back that I started watching the other night. And then um, I've been watching the uh, Wake and Bake. There's been two of them, one on Monday and then one today. Uh, Very nice. Yeah. So that's uh, super good. I'm digging it. Cool. You want to dive into some Vigi games? We should do that. Let's do it. Let's see what happens there. All right. What about you? What have you been playing? I beat God of War. You beat it? I beat it. I beat the, you, the main story, obviously. You no. fought Boulder? I, I, yeah, who's that? Oh, that is that the, the guy, the, the bearded yeah. fella? You know who voices him? Who's that? Jeremy Davies. Do you know Jeremy Davies? That name sounds familiar, but I don't know who. Uh, well, you wouldn't know him from Lost, but he, uh, he was a character <laughs> in Lost from like season four on. Oh, okay. Really cool guy. That's kind of what started me liking him. He, uh, they did a, a, a short uh, made for TV movie on I think CBS one time about uh, about uh, Manson and he actually played Manson and it was a really fucking good movie. I could see that he looks like he. But could he's play a Manson. he's a, he's a super talented actor. I really really like him and I could hear a little bit of his voice in there whenever he was doing that. But then I watched some of the behind the scenes of the voice actors from God of War. 
Uh, all those are up on YouTube for anybody that's interested and stuff too. Cause you could see all of them doing like their voice acting mm-hmm. where they kind of get things and, uh, but him doing the voice for it and stuff. And it's really cool. He's, uh, He's a very cool character actor, and I like him a lot. But cool. how'd you how'd you like it? I loved it. It's probably uh, I I could see where that would be like game of the year all over the place. Like that is is a, a solid game. Um, I loved every bit of like the story and how it really kind of started to come together. Um, I really loved the spoilers. The fact that uh, that Atreus's name was supposed to be Loki. And yeah. that he was essentially was a son of a, a giant, and I was like, "Oh shit!" Like we know where that's gonna go. Like if it could, is that like somehow he's gonna get adopted by Odin, and and how is that gonna play out? Like either that or else I was thinking it was like he could be he could like continue like being this weird like hybrid god like that he is anyways. Mm-hmm. You know, like you know, like son of a giant, son of a demigod. Yeah. Or full on god, technically. I mean, he was a god of war at that point in time too. Uh-huh. Uh, but seeing as what he was and and who he is, you know, that could go south real fast, and he could end up being like a real shitbag. Yeah, he yeah. Could, you know, like if because they already said that uh, the idea behind this, like Santa Monica Studios said that this is going to be a new trilogy. Oh, nice. Uh, so we'll get another two that'll kind of follow suit with where the story will go. But part of me was thinking it was like it could wrap up like this story being this like huge culmination almost like Anakin Obi-Wan-esque yeah. by the end of it and him having to fight his son at the end of it and like being like mm-hmm. are we really going to have to kill our son because he's just completely out out of his mind kind of a thing or that makes that makes sense well because I mean even it's not Thor is not perceived as like Thor is in like Marvel movies. It's not like, oh, he's this great hero. Like he uh, his kids at least seem like a real shitbags anyway. So like the fact that Loki yeah, could be so bad. Thor is Thor is supposed to be the same way too. And I think it's it's honestly fault this follows more suit with like traditional Norse mythology. Oh, okay. Like in the same vein of like, you know, like if you read real Greek mythology, mm-hmm. if you watch Disney's Hercules, you believe that Zeus is this great yeah. dad and he really loves Hercules. But then if you read this, Zeus is a fucking shitbag yeah, god. Right, exactly. And a really horrible being in general. Mm-hmm. And it's like that they portray that. You know, I mean Kratos is Zeus's son. Yeah. And and that's that's how it's kind of perceived in the first place. The son does take out the father by the end of God of the War God of War Three. Yeah. So I'm curious, so it's like, I wonder if they'll go that route they'll with it. Or it like, yeah. Now now we're going to have to be like now I have to kill my own son by the end of it kind of a thing. Like he can never have anybody too close to him because they'll always get taken away. Or yeah. In something some way. will always go wrong. He has to end it that way somehow to bring balance back. Absolutely. Yeah. I, uh, I, I love that. Like as soon as you finish the game, like here's a list of other things you could do and you could just easily like get stuck and just like, yeah grinding on that like just like knocking out missions and stuff like that oh, yeah. but fighting finding and fighting the valkyries is fun i went back and did that and the last valkyrie i still have never beat it's so fucking hard <laughs> the two that i fought when i accidentally found them throughout the game i was like oh i'll try this out and it didn't end well for me uh, no, I, I pushed through it as best i could and even getting out and getting as much like as far as you can get as far as i could get into the uh uh what's the what's the fire rain area where oh. you can fight in like the tournament thing what's that called i don't know is don't it is that. it Musselheim? Musselheim? could be that is one of the areas yeah i think it's Musselheim or Musselheim, however you say it mm-hmm. but i that i did a bunch of that okay. i didn't finish it either because there was so many layers to it and shit <laughs> 
And then the same thing with the Valkyries. I found all of them except for the final one. Whenever I fought that final one, is so fucking hard, dude. <laughs> There's you have to like you have to like dodge perfect every single. It's like fighting a Dark Souls boss. Like you get hit one to two times and you're done. It's over. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter how high up you power Kratos. It's just that's all there is to it. Gotcha. Yeah, I uh, I finished that in order to start playing Final Fantasy VII. I got I'm in Chapter Three right now. Nice. So I'm not too far into it, but digging that as well. But uh, oh, and uh, I, I last time we spoke, I was gonna go download Chex Quest, uh, but that doesn't come out yet. I thought it was gonna come out, uh, but it looks like it's got a release date of maybe like June or something like that. It looks like they're getting everything prepped, and you can pre-order all that, like all your gear and stuff like that. But the game isn't actually out yet on Steam, at least. I got you. Uh, so not quite ready to Chex Quest it, but. I'll be ready when it's there. Uh, yeah, it doesn't. I don't even see a definitive release date for it yet. Yeah, I know the trailer came out in February uh, for teasing it, February 2019, mm-hmm. and then they had some other future content and showed some gameplay for it. But I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. We'll be ready. Uh, is that all you played? Yeah. This guy is a little further in Final Fantasy VII remake. I'm doing. Not necessarily a hundred percent run, but I'm checking all the nooks and crannies. I'm yeah. trying to find all of the uh, the rest benches and the, and the uh, the vending machines because you can buy new songs mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah, and uh, there's different like uh, trophies that you can collect for collecting all the songs and stuff like that and getting all the gear. Um, I'm trying to do my best to do all of that. I still don't have an ability to like steal items from something, but I've I've heard that you can steal exclusive like materia. And different things like that from certain enemies once you get that ability. So I guess once I get that ability to like steal, I'm going to have to start going down that rabbit hole of like trying to find every enemy type to steal shits and whatnot. But I think I'm probably 12 hours in now. I'm I'm finished. I'm I'm finishing chapter seven now, I think. Um and I don't know if we discussed this or not. This game is not the full game. Yeah, we had correct. talked about it before yeah. um, on the show, but we never really specifically mentioned it since it's been out. This is a uh, this is meant to be, obviously, however long you want to experience it. I think the characters max out at like level fifty mm. on this. Uh, specifically because there's meant to be more parts when they've never really detailed yet if this is going to be added in as like big DLC chunks that you just download once they're available, you know, like the next episode kind of thing or what. Um, But from what I've gathered, this is basically like the first disc's worth of content. uh, And there's at least plans for two two to three more uh, big releases as far as it goes. Gotcha. So... uh, Definitely not the last bits that we're going to see of it, but it's been a fun, fun ride. I'm to the point now uh, at this point, like once you hit chapter six, you get uh, you get all three characters with you and your party. So uh, you get Tifa and Barrett and yourself. Uh, It's really cool intermingling combat with the three of them. Uh, There comes points in times where you have to utilize uh, both Barrett and Tifa to do specific things for you to help you out while you're fighting other ground combat. Mm-hmm. Um, like, uh, for example, uh, those turrets that you can't reach that you see at yeah. the beginning. Mm-hmm. There's like an area that I'm in now that has enemies like that that are utilized and you don't necessarily have to switch to Barrett to do it. 
uh, I actually just am fighting. And as I look over and I see that Barrett's meter has filled up to where you can use a, utilize an ability or a special or whatever it may be. Yeah. You just tap that R2 button a couple of times, change over to Barrett, mm-hmm. and then I do like a magic spell and have him just do thunder or something on nice. it. Nice. And that way it just shocks it and destroys it while I'm fighting other enemies. Yeah. So it's cool kind of uh, doing that different thing. Uh, I really like it a lot so far. Uh but that's uh that's that's one of the ones I've been playing. I went back through and started playing uh Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Uh the battle royale mode for it's out called Warzone. It has been for a little bit, but I've just kind of been stand, sticking away from it. Uh but I hopped on with uh with Josh Smith mm-hmm. and a couple of his buddies and uh we played through on there doing some squads of four and it's really really fun it's very intuitive how it works out most of the other battle royales that i've played before any other ones that are out there are very micromanagey as far as like picking up equipment and stuff like that you kind of really have to like pay attention to what ammo you're picking up and pay attention to what guns you're getting and things of that nature and this one's all like kind of auto pickup. Like once you've picked up a specific, certain set of guns and stuff like that, you can just run over the ammo and your guy will automatically do that stuff for you. Gotcha. Um, it just makes it more enjoyable as far as like you're just gluting, getting equipment, getting better, get, getting better gear and kind of just having more time with your friends pinpointing where we're going to go and actually having time to fight other opponents and stuff like that too. Um, rather than having to just kind of figure out what I'm going to pick up and I, Oh, do I need the heavy ammo? Yeah. Or do I need just light ammo or whatever? And it just kind of does that for you. Uh, another cool function of this one is most other battle royales. Once you're dead, if you're dead and you don't get revived or anything like that from a teammate, it's over this one. Once you actually get killed, you basically get kidnapped by enemies and you get thrown into a gulag. And from the gulag, you actually can fight one on one against another real player that has also died and if you win the gunfight or the fist fight, whatever it may be, <coughs> sorry, if you win that fist fight, you actually get granted the ability to just come back to life and you drop back down into the war zone hmm. to fight again. So it gives you that kind of a, if you, it, it's kind of a skill base, you know, that's there with it too. Yeah. Um, even if you do die in the gulag, your buddies can still buy you back if they collect enough cash. But it's really cool that they kind of give you that like second chance after the, after the fact of it. But, uh, I thought that was pretty cool. And then uh, I dove into the first two levels of a game called A Hat in Time. And I've never, I don't know if I ever talked about it on the game or not. This is a game that's actually developed by Humble Bundle because they have a, a, a game developer di- uh, division. And uh, it's a really quirky 3D action platformer, kind of of the same vein of like a Banjo Kazooie or a ukulele, mm-hmm. if you will. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it's really good writing. Uh, it, it's very fun. The premise is that uh, you're this little girl who has this spaceship. She's trying to get back home, and uh, she the the she is basically able to bend time. And her ship is actually fueled by these like hourglasses. And uh, this member of this mafia, which is weird, <laughs> comes up to the window <laughs> of her ship and knocks on it and says, hey, even if you're in the orbit of our planet, Mafia Land, then you have to pay some kind of a something to me because I'm in the Mafia. And she's just like, whatever. And he busts her glass open and gets all this stuff sucked out of the ship, including her and all of the time glass. So kind of like in the 
a similar vein to, you know, like I said, like Mario 64 mm-hmm. or whatever. You're hunting these hourglass pieces as your quote unquote stars or whatever, you know, it is that you're collecting. Yeah. Uh, to kind of refuel your ship so you can continue to go home. And uh, you find balls of yarn in the worlds and stuff that you collect in different hidden places, too. And uh, you get rewarded with them for doing specific things. And the different types of yarn will actually allow your character to knit different types of hats that gives her different abilities. Like right now I have the default hat that allows you to seek out and kind of find where the area is that you need to go to find the next hourglass. Um, but then I have another hat that I got that's like a visor. It's got wings on it. It allows you to sprint really crazy fast. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's all kinds of different hats that you can put on and it has unique different little abilities that you'll need to change out and flip flop and utilize to do different, you know, specific things to get along further in the game. Gotcha. Huh. It seems really cool. I'm, I'm enjoying it a lot. I'm ready to dive into it a little more, but I'm going to get into, uh, Final Fantasy a little bit more first and probably do that before I get back into that. That makes sense. What about movies and TV? What have you been watching? Uh, I have been watching one thing. Oh, I've been watching a lot of things, but the one thing uh, that matters that I want to talk about is uh, the Masked Singer. No, it's not the Masked Singer, though Brett Michaels is the banana. Um, He is? He is. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, that was tonight. Actually, I made. I was outside uh, painting our dining room table uh, yesterday. Uh-huh. I think it was yesterday, and I, Mandy, was inside and she was finishing up stuff for dinner. And uh, I turn around and I start hearing music and stuff. And I looked inside the door and I saw on the living room TV she had the mass singer turned on, but she wasn't in there watching it. She <laughs> turned it on for Betty, and she was just like. It's bright and it's colorful and it's got music. I thought maybe she would like it while I was cooking. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, I mean, she's just sitting here. She's not making any noise. So. She's, uh, <laughs> she's she was not, into it. not making any guesses, but it's, it's all right. Uh, yeah. No, uh, I finished <laughs> up the uh, the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance finally. And yeah. I was pleasantly surprised. I, had, I was a little lukewarm on it in the beginning. Um, and I got to tell you, it's it's a detail thing for me. Uh, the beginning of the show starts off with explaining the world of Thra and how everything's going on and that the Skeksis ruled the world and all this stuff, blah, blah, blah. If you know Dark Crystal uh, lore, even just from the movie, the, uh, the mystics and the Skeksis together make the Erkskeks. And that's the aliens that came to the planet of Thra and uh, searching for treasures and things like that. And when they found the crystal, uh, they they got greedy with it and had end up breaking the crystal. And once the crystal broke, they separated into the two creatures, the, the Skeksis and the, the Mystics. And they didn't start the show out like that. And so immediately I'm turned off because I'm like, they've rewritten the Dark Crystal lore for one reason or another um, to fit whatever they're trying to do. And that is not okay with me. Um, so I was a little, I was a little lukewarm on it because of, you know, that specific details. Like, well, if they're not going to do that right, then what, what are they going to like, how, what are they going to do? Cause that doesn't match. They've got, we're talking about six different, uh, comic book series. Well, four different comic book series. Um, we've got, uh, novels. We have a movie and we've got this rich history of this world and we're going to crush it like within the first 12 minutes of the TV show. And, uh, and so I was, I was kind of bummed by it, uh, by episode, like 
by episode, I think like eight, maybe they, uh, they reveal because there's an outcasted Skeksis and an outcasted mystic that are together, make the Irk Skex. Um, one of them, uh, they're because they're, they're both creatures are kind of tied together. And that's kind of the lore of it is that, uh, when one gets hurt, the other one gets hurt and they kind of have the same similar traits. Like the archer, uh, is a, a uh, a uh, an archer uh, for the mystics is connected to the hunter, which is the the kind of uh, hitman and kind of uh, super like aggro uh, bad guy for the Skeksis. Uh, so they have a connection. But these two outcast ones, uh, they are our, our group of Gelfling uh, meet up with them. And they reveal that the there is a real truth that the, the Skeksis have rewritten history and kind of convinced everyone because they've been around for so long they've convinced everyone that the history is that the skeksis have always ruled thra and so they're like no this isn't true there's these aliens came to earth we are came to thra we split out from them and everything and i was like oh my gosh this has made my entire everything like this the series is even better because they started off the first like seven episodes telling you a lie that is you're supposed to believe along with all of the Gelfling that this is what the history is. And then they're like, Nope, here's the real history, the history that you remember because you've seen the movie and it's like, ah, it's real. And, um, so it's awesome. And we know that, uh, by the time we, cause this is a prequel. We know that by the time we get to the dark crystal movie, that, Things are down. Things are shit. It's been it's it's a bad time. The Skeksis have still ruled and everything. So my thought was this series is going to end very Empire Strikes Back. Like it's going to end on a major down note. Everybody lost. We tried to fight and it was setting it up that way throughout the whole thing. But it really actually ended in a very a new hope kind of way where everybody banded together and we were able to run the bad guys away and they retreated to their castle. Uh, But uh the there's like a scientist one which is the one that mark hamill voices the scientist uh skexies when they retreat back to the castle at the end of it all he is creating a gartham which are the big like black uh beetly kind of uh lobster guys that you see in the movie uh he has created the first one of them. he's like oh we're gonna get these guys look at my new my new creature i just created called the gartham and it's like oh this is badass so uh it ended uh real cool like uh sets it up for a season two i guess um i haven't heard news on where a season two is uh whether it's even gotten approved but they didn't i thought that they were setting this up like a mini and it was just going to be a one and done here's a season hope you like it we put a lot of money into it and a lot of effort into these puppets and stuff but it sounds like at least from the story perspective they set this thing up uh to go through for another season at least so uh yeah i mean i I, i've definitely been wanting to watch it i mean i've always been a fan of the movie i don't think i've ever been as steeped in the lore as you have per se (laughs) Obviously, because I know you read the, like the comics and everything that's yeah. kind of all been tied to it and whatnot, but I've never done any of that. But I do like the movie a lot, and the TV series looks really good to me. Um, I know that they released the uh, the tactics based game, and I'm I'm like a huge sucker for tactics based games. So yeah, I have it. I, I keep I forgetting I own it. That. Yeah, I want I want to play it because I know it's kind of tied around the resistance stuff. Because I think it's even called it like Asia Resistance Tactics. Yeah, too. it is. Yeah. 
So I'm, I'm wanting to watch the series before I even dip into it, but uh, I actually was just looking looking it up, and it, it's available on all consoles. So I don't know if I'll get it on my Switch or if I'll get it on the Xbox. I think it's even on Steam. Yeah, it is. So I would probably be more apropos to play it on the Xbox. Oh, okay, cool. because I'll be actually out in like the living room or maybe in my Switch. I mean, who knows? Yeah, that's what I've got on. I've got on Switch. Uh. I've been, uh, of course, watching new episodes of Ghost Adventures. Not a lot to talk of about course. there. <laughs> I like uh, that you're like, two other of course things I've been that watching that. Two other things that I do want to talk about, though, is uh, I watched uh, Chris Alia's new stand-up called No Pain. is on Netflix. Nice. available now. Uh, very, very funny. Really good. Uh, I feel like it's probably one of my favorite stand-ups oh, nice. of his. Uh, it's definitely the best of the ones that are on Netflix mm-hmm. right now. Uh, but I, I really thoroughly enjoyed it a lot. Uh, watched it with Mandy. It was a, it was a good time had by all. Um, <laughs> the other thing that I kind of dipped into a little bit more so, and I have been for a while, but I mean, uh, even more so now that I've been kind of off work and whatnot for the for the time being. Uh, I've been watching a lot of Twitch streams, um, and I wanted to highlight just a couple of them in particular. Uh, the people that do the awesome games done quick that I've talked about time and time again. Uh, actually did a one weekend long this past weekend from Friday, Saturday, Sunday uh, called a Corona Relief uh, done quick. And it was all done remotely from their houses. They had their production team and everybody kind of working with all the people independently that do speed runs mm-hmm. from their houses anyways. And kind of working with them to do their stream setup, give them the keys they need to actually be able to get onto the AGDQ stream while they also help them manage it uh, remotely as well. And uh, kind of help them do that. And they basically did the same thing they would do for an AGDQ or an SGDQ, but did it and all of the stuff went straight to the Corona Relief Foundation cool. and stuff like that, yeah. which was really cool. I think I, I didn't actually check the last grand total. Uh, I watched the first chunk of the very last uh, game that was being streamed at that point in time. They were close to $400,000. Damn. Uh, which is nothing, especially. I mean, that's it's a it was only a three day stream. Typically, they're awesome games done quick, or the summer games done quick usually last uh, roughly around uh, a full week, and uh, you know like they usually get like two to three million dollars donated over the course of that week. Wow. So it's kind of on par with where they were should be at that point in time, and they had quite a few people watching. It was it was a really good time. I, I had they had a few runs on there that I had not seen. Uh, this guy that played a game that was kind of similar to like DDR, uh, but he was doing basically a speed run of all of the songs on Expert in a showcase and did them <laughs> in like less than an hour. And he did them all multiplayer. So he was actually doing uh, both dance pads together and had his <laughs> arms on the bars and was doing all the parts for a two player expert mode game. And it was fucking crazy to watch. I bet. Yeah. The dude was like panting, sweaty, had water bottle and <laughs> was in his house. Like this machine's in his house. Yeah. So he was like just in his house doing this stuff. And I was just like, God, I hope he does not live in an apartment complex upstairs. <laughs> I would feel bad for the people. Downstairs. Yeah. Uh, and then some of the other people, there's a guy that, uh, is, is tied, was tied to the UGC. He would do kind of, uh, commentary and stuff like that for them. His name's Jordan Payton. Uh, he goes by the name Legion. Uh, he used to be like a Halo pro back in the day. Uh, and he started streaming on Twitch, uh, not overtly too long ago. 
uh, over the course of the past month or so, he started off where he only had like 700 subscribers on his account. Mm-hmm. And he was doing this huge push to try and get as many as he possibly could. He was, he's been streaming like twice every single day, been playing modern warfare. He's a really legitimately funny guy. Like if he was not wanting to do Twitch streams, the dude could legitimately be like a comedian. If he wanted to, he comes up with some like fucking crazy, funny shit off the cuff. And it's like nothing for him. Like his improv is like through the roof and it's good time. Nice. Uh, so I recommend watching him or whatever. He's actually through this course of this month, he's gotten so popular from his streaming and I guess just the comedy and stuff doesn't hurt. But uh, he's got over 7,000 subscribers now. And that's, like I said, over the course of the month, going from 700 to 7,000 is quite a bit. Yeah, absolutely. That's a lot, a big, big bump in his (laughs) revenue. So he's definitely not going to be hurting for money for a while. But uh, definitely wanted to kind of shout him out a little bit and tell people to check him out because it's a good time. But that's that's kind of all I've been watching. What about about some music from you? Uh, We got some new releases, uh, two specifically I wanted to chat about. Uh, one is we got a new front bottom song. Everyone blooms. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I like that. It's it uh, it follows right in suit. I didn't. I this one took a little bit longer to catch on to me than Camouflage did. Uh, yeah, but uh, I can agree with that. Camouflage was it's Camouflage came across as like almost a meme, almost an instant front bottoms hit. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Uh, this one took a little bit more, but I think by like the the third listen, I was singing right along with it and keep it getting it stuck in my head and whatnot so uh i dig that one a lot and then we got a uh a random uh cover of isolation uh by johnny depp and jeff beck uh which didn't hear that yeah it's uh i guess they're collaborating uh during uh their stay-at-home orders and uh johnny depp singing the song jeff beck's doing guitar work and all that stuff and uh it's a, I guess Isolation is a cover of a, um, uh, what's his name? John Lennon song. Um, and so I didn't know it was a cover at first. I was just like, oh, like they wrote a, 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 a lock in home, at, stay in place kind of order song called Isolation. That's okay, I guess. And, uh, but then I looked it up and I guess it's a cover, but it's not bad. It's not, uh, it's a thing where I'm like, Johnny Depp could make a probably, a decent living just as a musician at this point. He's got a big enough name. Uh, if he really just wanted to be a musician, musician, he could probably put out albums where he didn't, even if he's not a great writer, he could play guitar and sing to stuff that other people bring to the table for him and uh, could go on tour with it and do his own little thing, I think. He's talented enough in that realm for that and would be enough of a, a get of an, of an audience, I think, for that. So is this this is like is this a like a first single like we're expecting to maybe potentially get an album from these guys or something or I got the the uh, the thing I had read uh, wasn't maybe necessarily an album maybe at least uh, like a a collection of singles maybe like at least two or three songs is what I got the vibe from from the verbiage that was used uh, on it I don't I didn't think that we would maybe a full length but at least. An EP's worth. Very neat. So. I listened to. I was just. I just clicked and listened to like the first thirty seconds or so. Yeah. Uh, here on YouTube, uh, the first comment is Karina Winter saying he's slowly becoming himself again after Amber, and I'm here for it. Heart, heart. Oh God. <laughs> I like that people pretend that they know people. It's a uh, like I. I know I've only watched movies. 
and read what the tabloids have to say about you, but, but I definitely me and know John. <laughs> I, he lets, he's he's cool with me calling him John. <laughs> JD, as I call That's him. That's right. That's right. What have you been listening to? Uh, uh, Incubus released the uh, the new EP, the Trust Fall Side B. Yeah, I haven't had a chance to listen to it yet, but I saw that it was. It's out. all pretty solid. Uh, it, it's it falls pretty well in suit with those couple singles that we've gotten. Cool. Uh, it it's very uh, it's a little poppier, I guess I could say. I, I like I like I like those singles, okay, but they're not like go to Incubus. Obviously, oh. like it, it's a different. It's a little bit of a different feel to it. Um, the last track on it's really good too. Uh, I, I recommend it. Obviously, it, it's it's always going to be good to listen to, but uh, it's uh, it's it's a little different than your your typical Incubus, as far as I am concerned. I see. Uh, uh, Joji released a new single uh, called "Give Me Love." It's a very very good single. The ending part of this song is almost like this big, huge culmination, like this big swelling orchestral piece for a song that's very fast for the first like half of it. Mm. Um, and it has this big gradual slowdown that bleeds into this like orchestral like cusp. Uh, it sounds like it should almost be like either the first song or the last song of the album, like a big, big swell into like leading you into the album or something that like kind of dies off and ends. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, he did uh, do a new uh, album announcement. I think it's called Nectar, if I'm not mistaken. I think it comes out this June. Okay, interesting. Uh, and then the last thing was uh, we've been listening to. Uh, I've been listening to the library again of Blue October and kind of getting back into them a little bit uh, because they have been doing, or I should say, Justin Furstenfeld has been doing uh, some live sh- live shows on this uh, website called Stage It. Oh. Uh, it's not a new website, but it's kind of picking up a lot of popularity since we're all at home and whatnot, including the artists and what uh, they're they're able to post host a show on there. And essentially, you can tip them uh, if you want to, kind of like whatever you want to. Like the bare minimum for like a show of this caliber is like five bucks. Mm. And they're basically performing an entire duration of a concert for you at home live. Ah. Um, it actually has like a set time. They're going to go live at this specific set time. They only have so many quote unquote seats that they allow, uh, like 5,000 tickets, I think is like capacity for their servers. Mm. So they only allow like 5,000 people per show. Um, we watched this last one, um, last week it was, uh, for foiled. He played the duration of the foiled album front to back and did it acoustically and then played a couple of other songs from, uh, the other albums after he was done. It was like an hour and a half. It was a really cool, intimate, personal uh, acoustic setting, and it was really neat to see that. And he's doing another one uh, May 1st, if I'm not mistaken, uh, uh, for uh, another album called History for Sale. That'll be another like front to back. But it was a really cool experience. I've seen a lot of different people. I started scrolling through the stage it, uh, things to see like what other artists were on there. Um, like Local H has done some shows on there. Uh, several other different bands and stuff, but it, it seems like a pretty cool website. Uh, they don't have an app. Uh, they do have their website is allowed for mobile viewing. Uh, I did it from my PC and I just casted it to the Chromecast in the bedroom. Yeah. So we just kind of laid in the bed and watched it from there. Uh, but it's really cool intuitive site, but it kind of made me want to listen to more of their library again. 
uh, to kind of get back into it. But I think we're probably going to check out that next one whenever it starts. Cool. Five bucks for basically a free live acoustic concert. It's pretty neat. Do you do you have to you have to pay the five dollars to get into the into the yeah, room? You're basically buying a ticket. Yeah, I gotcha. That is pretty neat. <laughs> he ended up doing two shows for the foiled one because the first one sold out so fast. Yeah. And then he updated the other one. That one ended up selling out as well, too. But I got the ticket thing for the second one. But, yeah, it's I think all the shows. Well, not all of them. His shows, you it's like five bucks yeah. for a pay-in. But there are other artists that I had seen that's like, for whatever reason, that Stage It app has a lot of like drag queens that are on oh. there. And a lot of drag queens that are doing like shows at home. Huh. Right now, and there's this like pay me a dollar and you can be here for the next ninety minutes while I do my show for you live, like a one man woman man show. Yeah, that's pretty cool. It almost is like uh it's it's like everybody else is catching up with cam girls. Yeah. Like yeah. like like they're just like, Oh, that's been a model that's worked for this long. I guess we'll just who use that. that. Who knew that cam girls were that ahead of the They curve? are on the edge. I mean I guess, but I mean, strip they were edging and then they're also on the edge, <laughs> but I guess, I mean, strip clubs were the first place to really go. Like they're like, they keep slowly and slowly. You see less and less and less. Uh, True. and so that's where a lot of that kind of work, I guess, went, uh, was to something like that. So this is seeing venues and clubs kind of go in that. So, huh, I, I, uh, I like it. Yeah. Uh, that's all I got for that. What about comics? Um, I, like I mentioned before, I've been just in living in the world of the Sandman, um, and, uh, doing my, listening to my, my read along podcast, the, the dreaming, uh, which they don't put out new episodes and they didn't finish out the entire Sandman, uh, series, which is kind of like, uh, a little frustrating because it's like, you only had like six issues left to go and you didn't finish the, the series. Like what's up with that? Uh, but no, it's good. I, I enjoy uh, listening to that. Uh, there's so much that's going on in the Sandman. Um, and so it's nice. It's definitely something that you don't require a read along podcast, but having that extra level of read along podcast to go with it, uh, really improves, uh, to me kind of ingesting everything. Cause Neil puts in a lot of, little bits of like history within like actual real history tied in throughout it all. So, uh, so that's been good. I've been reading that. I, uh, listened to some audiobooks while I've been doing stuff. Uh, listen to the mirror mask audiobook. Uh, have you seen the movie mirror mask ever? No. Okay. Um, I, I didn't know if that was something that other people got into and I just missed or if it was just kind of missed completely. Uh, but Mirror Mask is a book that's written by Neil Gaiman. Uh, the the movie is uh, produced by the Jim Henson Company, and uh, it's kind of I used to see it sold in like bundles with Dark Crystal and Labyrinth, like it was like the three of those together in like a movie pack. Uh, but the the screenplay and everything's written by Neil. Uh, stories by him and Dave McKean who uh, did all like the covers for the Sandman, you know, like all that weird artwork that you see for Sandman is Dave McKean on the covers. Um, and he, Dave McKean's who actually directed uh, mirror mask as well. I haven't seen the movie yet, but now I definitely want to watch it uh, being a, a big uh, Gaiman fan. Um, and then reading the, or listening to the audiobook. Uh, it's kind of in a weird way, kind of, it seems like he never really truly gets away from like dreams and gods. Like, 
It's it's kind of his core, like it's in his veins to talk about stuff like that. But it follows a little girl uh, who's part of a, a, a circus family. Like they're on traveling circus and whatnot. And um, she uh, seems like she's struggling with the uh, the circus family life and whatnot. And she gets into a fight with her mom and her mom passes away. Or no, her mom gets sick. She doesn't die. Um, and then she goes into this dream world type thing. Um, and these, uh, people capture her, the creatures or whatever in the dream world and are claiming that she is someone who has stolen something. Um, but it appears that she's got a doppelganger within like the dreamland or whatever world that they're in. Um, and call, I think she's like the queen of shad, the princess of shadows. Um, and she, the princess of shadows has stolen the mirror mask. Um, and I guess can, uh, look like other people and can move to different worlds and whatnot. So, uh, it's a cool, it was like a short, like a one hour audiobook read that I listened to on Scribd. Uh, but it was pretty cool. I, I didn't know much about the, uh, the mirror mask world, except for that. I knew that it was a Neil Gaiman story and that there was a Jim Henson movie connected to it. Uh, but I, I definitely kind of want to go check out that movie now that I know what's up with that. And then I, oddly enough, uh, audible has like free books for, uh, kids while they're out of school and whatnot. And I, I hopped on there and I was like, Winnie the Pooh. I've never actually read a Winnie the Pooh book. I'll listen to the audio book for Winnie the Pooh. And, uh, and yeah, it was exactly what you would probably expect from a Winnie the Pooh book. Uh, it's, it's interesting how that character has changed uh in like modern winnie the pooh like the cartoons that we probably like the adventures of winnie the pooh cartoon that was like around when we were kids um versus like the original winnie the pooh and how much has changed about it and then how much has not really changed at all and how much that character has stayed its core character throughout i don't know uh 60 70 years of of it being around yeah and and getting even disney-fied it really didn't change it much it has still a lot of the same properties that it had even when it was around originally. Uh, I always like the little drawings, like the, the original drawings that I don't mm-hmm. know. I know a, a Milne or whatever it is, is the author. I can never remember who the actual artist is, who does the little draw, but I, it's like, like actual, like sketchy drawings. Yeah. Like it looks like somebody just did it with pencil. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I, I like, I like those, uh, things. We but. have a, uh, we have a piglet stuffed animal here at the house that is based on that drawing as opposed to the stereotypical oh. piglet everybody knows from like the movies and the TV show and whatnot whenever they were younger. Absolutely. Um, and they also sell a Winnie the Pooh that looks like the original drawings as well, too, which is kind of cool. But we never got that one yet. Gotcha. Uh, looks yeah. like uh, if anybody was interested, E.H. Shepard is the artist uh, who's known for doing the uh, the Winnie the Pooh drawings as well as the Wind in the Willows uh, characters that you see. It's the same person. Very awesome. Yeah. What have you been reading? I actually finished because I only read the first story of it before. Um, I picked up because I've had it up here for a long time. Uh, the Destiny Comic Collection. I've, I finished reading the entire. Oh, you did. Of it. Nice. And uh, it's really solid front to back. If you, in any way, shape, or form, love Destiny, love the lore and that world and that universe, it's really cool and expands upon characters a little bit deeper than what you have seen in the the game thus mm-hmm. far. 
Um, like the very first story kind of delves into the character of Osiris and him being exiled, uh, why he is exiled. And like whenever he actually comes to Mercury and starts like his basically like his private work of delving into the infinite for us to try and fix timelines, mm-hmm. um, which is really, really awesome and interesting to kind of pick up on on his storyline. Um, the same thing with Anna Bray. Uh, it kind of picks up on her storyline after she left home and left Mars um, from the Bray uh, technology company and then kind of coalesce back to whenever she comes onto Mars. And that leads into the Warmind expansion, which is her kind of coming back to her family's homestead of this like technologies company that is now basically completely gone, has been overran with Hive and Cabal. And all of these other alien types that are on Mars that have taken over it, kind of. Um, and then a couple of side offshoot stories. One's about like Gambit. Uh, one's about uh, the Drifter and uh, leading up to Gambit and kind of how he gets this giant uh, moon-sized sphere that becomes attached to his ship um, that he uses and utilizes for the Gambit gameplay. And okay. then a story about Cade as well too that kind of ties in and leads into the Forsaken storyline. Um, but it's all really solid stuff. It's basically four big stories I'll push into one. Uh, I can't recommend it enough. Again, like it's all, if you have any kind of a love for Destiny or just even if you haven't even really dived into the games too terribly much and you just find that world interesting, yeah, it's a really cool kind of offshoot and interesting enough stories uh, that kind of get away from, I mean, obviously none of this is revolving around first-person shooter gameplay. So yeah. it's just kind of learning more about the characters, who they are, and uh, where they went and kind of came from. Gotcha. Yeah, I uh, I have mine. I still haven't dug into it, but I'd like to do that at some point. Yeah, it's good times. Cool. That's all I got from me. You have any palms? Um, I I don't have anything specifically that I'm working on right now. Kind of coming off of that whole uh, the whole age of resistance was like my thing that I had to get done. Was like okay. I gotta, I gotta sit and I gotta take this in. Uh, what do I want to, what do I want to try to consume? Um, I'm maybe check out, maybe just play the first little bit of that, uh, that tactics game and see if you like it. Have you played tactic any kind of tactics game before? I'm not overly familiar with it. No. So like uh, Final Fantasy Tactics ha- has like the grid based setup. Yeah. You you move the characters so many blocks or Advanced Wars for Game Boy Advance was that way too. If you ever played any of that, the uh, no, the new South Park game is tactic based, isn't it? Okay, yeah, I, the, uh, I never played that. I never played the, the fractured but whole is uh, tactic tactics based. Okay, uh, but yeah, so I mean something reminiscent of that. But I think that the. The Dark Crystal one is more like of a 2.5D, like semi-3D. It's not like a straight, like, old-school 2D, but it's not like a full 3D rendered model type yeah. thing. But it looks really cool to me, and I, like I said, I'm a sucker for a tactics game. Yeah, so I'll dive into like it. That. That's a good call. I'll check that out. What about uh, you? I'm going to do more uh, more Final Fantasy VII, try to dive back into it and and get some more of it done to kind of talk about maybe maybe I'll actually get to fight Sephiroth. Who knows? Cool. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, there is an indie game that I've been wanting to play, but it's been out for a while, but they actually just added it to Game Pass. So I have it installed, but I've not got a chance to check it out yet. Gotcha. Um, it's uh, from Devolver Digital, the people that do uh, Into the Gungeon and those kind of games. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called Gato Robato. All right. And this is like a pure like black and white Metroid-esque game where uh, this guy that is like a space bounty hunter type person is getting ready to land on this uh, this alien world 
to get this bounty or something that he's doing. And he crash lands and he can't get out of his ship uh, because he's like stuck where he's at. Mm -hmm. And uh, but but luckily his cat uh, was on board with him and uh, he didn't know it snuck onto the spaceship before he left Earth. And so you play as the cat <laughs> who is able to get out of the ship. All right. And uh, you find a robot mech suit that you can hop in and out of. Hmm. Uh, and majority of the gameplay is very, like I said, very Metroid-esque. So you're in this like mech suit as the cat, you know, kind of shooting enemies, shooting aliens, uh, traversing the world, getting different equipment to mm-hmm. try and, uh, to find his bounty, but also help him get out kind of a thing. Uh, but there are like certain puzzles that actually utilizes the cat's body instead too. So you'll have to leave the mech behind in parts of the room to climb up into like vents and stuff like that because you're small enough to do so. And it kind of utilizes multiple different aspects of that gameplay to kind of make it a little more interesting. But it looked yeah. really neat to me when I first saw the trailer for it. They finally added a Game Pass, so I think I'm going to check that out at least play for the first little bit of it and kind of give a little small review on it. Heck yeah, cool, awesome, man. This has been a fun episode. A lot of news. A lot of news. And uh, it just it makes me feel very New Zealand. Man, me too.
This has been my FNZ production.